0: oh shut up Um, we are professionals this is a professional stream um hi guys (laughs) hello everybody and welcome back to the old moon podcast episode 12 we just cut that previous part out in post Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the early the
1: early one Oh, gosh.
0: Um, Yeah, we have a lot of great topics uh, to talk about today. I am your host, Blue Squadron. And of course, I am joined today by Tiltus. Go ahead and introduce yourself first because I know Jay's. Hello.
2: I'm Tiltus. Uh, Yeah, fuck you. Uh, Hello. I'm Tiltus TV. I'm a part time streamer, full time shot caller. I shot call the Gill Solace. Um, Big PvP here. Been playing the game for a very long time at this point. I'm here to talk about BDO things today.
0: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, and Jay, you want to give yourself a, a, the big old Hi. intro
1: there?
2: Hi, I'm Jay-Kun,
1: and um, I'm Wusumane, and I gained one gear score we, uh, uh, now that we have our awakening weapons, so now we're 751 gear score, and I love to party. And welcome to the Old Moon Podcast episode 12. Welcome, welcome. Can we ban him? He oh, just gotta <laughs> lay it on the
0: table every time. The, man's every time. Gotta <laughs> lay it on the table. Honestly, my favorite comment on the last podcast was, Man, I absolutely loved how professional Jay Koon sounded, but then I went and checked out his stream and he's just a total goofball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I. Oh, actually no. Actually died, bro. <laughs> that was the best comment ever. It was, it was really good. I was a big fan.
0: Uh, All right, so uh, first up on the docket today is one of Tiltus's topics uh, for the week. Uh, Tiltus, you wanted to discuss uh, enhancing, so let's start off with that. Uh, Do you feel enhancing is in a good spot right now compared to guaranteed progression and just buying your gear off the central market? Uh, Yes or no? Tiltus, you first, then we'll go to Jay
2: uh i'm not a big enhancer i've never been good at it um my weapons are like my golden masterpieces right they're like one or two taps and we're good they don't 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 touch them for a while my armor suck and every time i touch a every time i touch a accessory it blows up turns to dust in my hands so i don't touch accessories i buy them all i refuse to touch accessories so i'm i'm not an enhancer i'm a guaranteed type of man Mm -hmm. So <laughs>
0: guaranteed by a, bro, but 30 seconds. You click it and it's done. Easy peasy. Just succeed. <laughs> Lemon
1: squeeze Just succeed, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh Jay, how do you feel about guaranteed enhancement versus do you think enhancing's at a good spot, Jay?
1: Yeah, I, I mean I I think that Devs have definitely made a lot of effort into making the enhancing process a lot more tolerable than before. You know, there's there's so many ways to create fail stacks now compared to the traditional way. Uh, I think the only other addition I would probably want for the enhancing process is. um. OK, how do I just. OK, picture this. You uh, your friend is about to make like a big tap. Right. And and. So you're like on discord oh share your screen share your screen uh or you and your friend are uh, like both tapping something and you want to do it at the same time i wish kind of there was like an in-game way for you to sort of share screen together so you could share that moment share that tap together you know um you know our, our guild does this like community guild tap together uh, on the first sunday of every month so if there could be i don't know uh, a way to implement a, <laughs> a share <laughs> you don't want to tap together you know, like <laughs> I, I, like, I feel like it would right. be such a, a cool, you know, community esque experience, right? I feel like it would actually be super popular. Um, sounds also, like remove Naru and Tuvalu enhancements uh, from the Guild of Thank you. It
0: sounds, oh, yeah, that's true. Sounds like a great way to lose friends, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's what <laughs> well, I'm thinking. Bro, if I'm, if I'm looking to just lighten up my friend list load a little bit. Yeah, sure. We can, we can get in here and <laughs> stream our enhancements together. I'll see how long that takes yeah. before it blows. It's not a problem at all, man. Report it. (laughs) Uh, like I, <laughs> I would go in, Rob. I'm way too salty. There's no shot. <laughs> Although I will say, we don't condone tapping things in Reforged. But if you are going to stream it for the content, or you're griefing us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, <laughs> we, uh, we, people stream in Discord whenever they're tapping stuff, and that's, that's good content. I would say, as far as like uh, it, enhancing being, a, being in a good spot, I would say it's in a pretty good spot. The only people that are really enforced to enhance are like the super end game, like game PvPers like jay um i'm sorry pv um like jay um but like i think that new players not forcing new players uh to enhance and letting them use the like the guaranteed pen system and then, mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. I, I, well i mean they do tuvala but it's more of an intro to enhancing like anyone that yeah. complains about their tuvala gear you're like man this guy's never gonna make it in video there's just
3: no mm-hmm. shots.
0: um so like yeah once they get through the guaranteed pen system do we really think that there needs to be more guidance after that or do you really want to like like that should we be setting players loose after the guaranteed pen system or do you think that there should be more guided progression like that and honestly this kind of goes back to our discussion last week um which was um all about like is the game becoming too much of a theme park mmo uh yeah jay why don't we start with you
1: um, you know, I think there's definitely already plenty of guaranteed ways to acquire gear, you know, from Jatina accessories, weapons, armor, and um, even the Magnus quest line provides a free pen armor itself. Uh, I think maybe the only other addition I would add is a way to maybe convert Zarka and Ophid weapons into perhaps non-sellable Blackstar and Goduride weapons. They're just, you know, almost strictly better nowadays. So other than that, I, I do think we have enough guaranteed progression in the game
0: okay tilt do you want more
2: no i actually don't even though i hate enhancing accessories i feel like um for me like i did i did two weapons i did two armors um when i came back to the game actually i ran through seasonal first when i came back on a fresh account ran through all of seasonal did two weapons did two armors got lucky with my third weapon Worked on the last two armors, you know, over a course of you know period of time as as blue nose, um, my tet bags that were reformed for that sat there forever, um, and uh, and then accessories. I there's so many ways to get like uh, like baseline tet accessories, whether you're doing pin uh through seasonal um, or you know just actually a masochist and actually making them with yon's fragments, um, and so I. I yeah, exactly. Um, so I feel like there is—it's actually pretty healthy the way that the system is set up now. Um, for people like me who are not that RNG lucky, um, we can do our guaranteed pins for our, our armors and weapons. Um, you've got one ring that's guaranteed as well. Um, so I think uh, I think it's actually in a really good spot right now especially compared to how it used to be and the whole reason Mm -hmm. i kind of brought it up was because in this week's patch notes they're introducing the ability to see other players and what they tap items on what their fail stack range is and what the percentage of players that tap on things so
0: let's back up What other players? You mean like the whole server, or like what?
2: I believe I believe the whole server. Yeah. So if you're tapping for try, you know whatever, you can see what players used forty, what players use thirty, what sickos use sixty. Um, you know you can see the percentages of players that tap those things on bro, on those per- stacks. So
0: that's perpetual content right there, man. You could just, yeah. just sit there and stream that and then flame. the crap. <laughs> I could just flame people for getting stuff on low fail that This is crazy, bro.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I, show- that's that's what sparked my interest in that that conversation today i was like "Ooh, that's interesting i'm glad it's there because it does it it, i think it'll help players uh just especially newer players they're like man what what the heck do i tap you know this um Mm. um this black star on or you know what do i tap my uh uh God eye or whatever it's called on. Um, you know, uh so it'll it'll help, I think, new players just kind of get a feel for things and not have to go to Grumpy Green Cricket and be like, okay, what is the guide to enhancing uh yes, this fail stack for this? So um it'll be uh I think it's a good good change. I like that.
0: Does it show guild members?
2: Uh... I don't think I think it's just a percentage of players from the screen. Uh, shot that i've seen of it it is just a hey this many players this percentage of players hit it on 30 this percentage of players oh. hit it on 40 this percentage of players screenshot? hit it on 50. yeah i was uh,
3: gonna say
2: do you have that mm. uh like, I, yes he's but like, let I did me not go hunt for, it. for this yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me go hunt th- for it.
0: I thought that you said it was just gonna tell me what fail stack they hit every single banner that came up. It's just like, bam, that guy oh, hit a up on would be, on, that would on an be eight insane. Stack. and I was like, man, oh, the mental no. status of the whole server <laughs> is just actually gonna tank. Uh, uh, it's
2: in the uh, <laughs> uh, it's in the chat, so it's it's just a percentage breakdown of you know what people are tapping things on. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Okay. So in okay. So uh, for our listeners oh. on Spotify, um, to explain this to you. Um, so what we're looking at here is basically when you're in the enhancement window about to click the button on the right side, it will show you what percentage of players use these different stacks, um, and succeeded on these stacks. Mm -hmm. Um, so, okay. All right. That makes more sense. And honestly, Mm -hmm. it would have been great to be able to see people's fail stacks when they're enhancing because then (laughs) we we would know who we would know who to kick. To be honest with you, like, then, then we know, oh, that's, oh my God, you went for that pen Crescent on a 98 stack. Look at you. You know, I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to tell, oh man, that PBX guild, I'm going to tell them that you're on your way. So like, I'll reach out to the GM for you. Like, it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, As it is, we still don't have, we talked about this on a previous podcast, but we really, I would love to see Alliance enhancements. Like if you're allied with a guild in game mm-hmm. like wars or whatever i would love to be able to see um enhancements from like across the alliance and i think that everybody that's currently in a guild alliance would probably like to see that there's only a few players <clears> that i know that that really want to toggle that off altogether. and honestly why can't we have that feature too Uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Uh, But okay, all right, that's enough about enhancing. I think, honestly, again, in my opinion, I think that enhancing's in a pretty good spot. I think that they guide players enough, but at a certain point, you just gotta let them go and be like, okay, either buy it off the market um, or um, enhance it yourself right mm-hmm. and me personally i've never mm-hmm. been responsible enough to save up over about 80 mil- 80 billion silver somewhere in that <laughs> somewhere in that range i get like a big influx of money i'm like oh my gosh number bigger good and then it goes straight back down to zero because i do something stupid um so it's <laughs> more the name of the enhance- game right i enhance everything mm-hmm. that i make everything that i make is enhanced um or, or like everything that i'm wearing is enhanced by me so but I, that was a pact i made with myself at the start of the game just to grief myself like no me.
2: Yeah, I will say all of, my, all of my armors and weapons do say PEN. I refuse to buy them or say my name on them. So There
0: you go. All right. Yeah, there was a time for a long time where I, I enhanced the very first PEN boss gears that I got. So my first Kudum and my first Nuver and my first Zarga. Mm-hmm. And I still have my Kudum was the very first piece of boss gear I ever got. Um mm-hmm. And I got it from the second anniversary box that they gave away. That was the first rolly box they gave for Boss Gear. And we rolled it, and I got a kudum, and I was like, bet! And that kudum and I lived happily ever after after the son of a bitch went pin on the 85th track um 85 <laughs> don't even we don't, we don't like to talk about it we don't, oh, it was man. brutal. It was absolutely brutal i don't understand it honestly it was like the tampon of fail stacks it would just absorb <laughs> all of these fail stacks it was it, it was just all, all, all the way up my tet stacks tri stack. that analogy eat. though <laughs> it would it would eat all of those fail stacks and then it would never finish absolutely brutal absolutely brutal <laughs> Yeah, the analogy worked, though. The analogy (laughs) worked, and you knew exactly what I meant.
2: I was not ready for that one. All right. (laughs) Hope you guys are awake tonight.
0: All right, so moving on to our second topic. Uh, Tiltus, you had mentioned, uh, do you feel that the value of silver has gone down over the years? I I think that the answer to that question is quite obviously yes, but what what is your take on it?
2: Yeah, so I feel like... um... I feel like not necessarily the monetary value of silver, but having a lot of silver in the game now, in my opinion, does not feel as good as it used to. Like when you start getting into like the billions of silver and stuff like that, it's like for like upper end players, you're like, what am I like, what am I gonna do with this? Like, do I gamble? Like, do I go enhance and lose everything that I have? Do I save and like just wait until I have 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 plus bills sitting in the central market? Um, whereas I feel like back way back in the day, you know, when we all kind of first started, it was like when you get, you know. 15 mil in the pocket you know you're like all right here we go i'm going for duo red coral earrings you know or i'm going <laughs> i'm going know. for my duo schultz duo. belt you know it was like it was this very small amount of money but it felt very impactful whereas now it's like silver just doesn't feel like it impacts anything in the game at, at our point except for you know okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go gamble 20 millions 20 billion silver uh hopefully i get a tet disto out of it you know like that kind of stuff um so i don't know i, I feel like it's uh, silver just does not impact the game or at least it feels like it doesn't impact the game as much as it used to and maybe because we're upper end players in the grand scheme of things and well Jay stuff, and i but- are <laughs> don't lump yourself in with that it's not fair what, <laughs> what? <laughs> i'm taking my gaitlet ass home Fuck you guys <laughs> i'm sorry i just couldn't resist the opportunity to take a shot i need to reel it in
0: today i, I, I gotta bring it back man i just yeah, came blue's in on so fire I, I started something under his blue's ass spicy today. Today. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. jay answer with caution hi do you feel uh, <laughs> do you feel that silver has lost its value over the
1: years Well, I mean, I think inflation is always kind of an inevitable thing. Um, I mean, look at real life, for example. (laughs) You know, I I feel like the biggest culprit for inflation was, um, honestly, whenever they added uh, Serenity Alvia, that just skyrocketed the amount of in-game silver generated in the game, since uh, the majority of the silver you made was from vendoring items rather than selling items in the market. You know, um, I think, uh, you know, as for whether inflation affected the value of silver too much i think um what what do you call it uh like silver sinks that's kind of like what silver sinks in the game are for a way to delete the amount of silver in game so it stays valuable Uh, and i feel like there should be more of those in game uh what the silver sinks are is you know is probably a whole nother description this discussion uh, I mean, if if I had to mention a new Silver Sync in game, maybe utilizing the black market more would be amazing. I, I I really loved the event last time where players could get boss armor and accessories for a fraction of the cost. Um, if they added more rare items to the black market more regularly, let let us say um crazy idea, let's say Garmoth hearts, Vell's hearts, Cons hearts, resplendent alchemy stones for maybe double the price of the market. I feel like people would be willing to spend twenty bill, um, if they were offered a Garmoth heart from Portigo. So. And maybe that would be able to make silver more valuable in video,
0: yeah. I mean, like I mean, you heard it here first, folks. verbatim, Jay said there needs to be more silver sinks in the game. comma, the alchemy stone system is exactly what we need and is perfect. period, close quote. <laughs> um those 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 are the those are the current like that's like the biggest like silver sink in the game and we did talk about that on a previous podcast but like I agree with Jay I think that uh, the the um, the whole model that um we've got going here yes silver has been inflated over the year I don't entirely agree with Tiltus on this I don't like silver definitely still holds a value but it's only because everything in the game makes you more money now than it did back then mm-hmm. and you can see that when they whenever they um, increase the value of an outfit. Right? That's generally like I, I would say as a general rule that developers have a pretty good uh handle on how much silver is actually worth on the marketplace and where they want their outfits to actually be. Um so like when we started the game, for example, and this was first introduced, outfits were what, thirty mil? Um yeah. a piece on the central mar- or on the central market the oh. marketplace, um back then. And so like that tell that should tell you how much time it took to make thirty mil back then, versus now they're worth what are they, 800 and something uh, million 840. silver? 840 million silver. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, there's been quite a bit of inflation since then, but they've also adjusted the marketplace prices um, to kind of get in line with that. So, like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like silver's in a pretty good spot. I wouldn't say that um, it's too inflated. It doesn't have, it definitely has its value, but it's increased over the year. But, like, I, I think that that's the state of a more healthy economy. Like, back then, like, when silver just was not obtainable, it just wasn't a healthy economy, Mm -hmm. and everything was sold out on the marketplace all the time when the game was pretty new. Like, the marketplace was a very difficult place to actually get things. Now it's much more obtainable, and it's much more new player-friendly, which I think is good for the game as a whole, right? Um, Okay, moving right along. uh, Tiltus, I'm actually going to let you uh, field this, because I was a little confused on what you meant. Um, So... BD you want to see more large-scale BDO events like worldwide what exactly did you mean by that
2: um not not worldwide but in the BDO world um in the universe that we play in online um i really like and we talked about it a little bit and i wanted to bring it back up because we had the whole faction conversation where we you know talked about these kind of large-scale events and things like that um and also that the world of BDO is a little bit static. Um, Like, we get our new expansions and stuff like that, but like the world as a whole is very static in the way that it operates. Velia has always been Velia since release. Serendia has always been Serendia since release. There's very few changes to the territories as as the games progress we just get new territories added to the game um so my my kind of question here is like would we want to see a large scale change to a territory something that is an event that happens in game that changes a territory to be something different or do we like bdo being kind of static the way it is and like i know where everything is in this territory and you know like this is home base or whatever um because i personally really like mix-ups to old content or content that's existed for a long time like the elvia stuff i think i thought elvia was fantastic um but i would like to like would we like to see something that's big that you know players can interact with and and help move along you know this you know uh, zarka invades you know uh <laughs> elezra you know summons all of the world bosses and levels on, you know like anything you know like things like that you know it, just like interesting events that mix things up a little bit um would you guys want to see something like that um Okay, if I
0: could, if yeah, I, I mean, want to jump in. I want to jump on this right away. But, oh, okay, so like one of the big things that I wanted to see is that the one of the first things, maybe maybe not like a meteor striking um, Calpheon or anything. I mean, like the world does mm-hmm. but something like um, like uh, Serendia bandits keep robbing the um, like the Balanos wagons on their way to Calpheon or something like that, right? And mm-hmm. if you want to decide with um, Balanos, you could try to defend the wagon right as it goes and if you want to decide with serendia and be a bandit you could try to do that too that would encourage pvp um we have something like this in the game now called tax cart um but if they could make it like an actual in-game like monthly event and like send out a bunch of carts at various different times at random times during the day and during the week it would encourage people to be active run out maybe hit the cart maybe Mm. get some pvp going like that would be super cool um (laughs) so yeah i think events like that would be super sick jay
1: yeah, uh, when you mentioned, um, world scale events, uh, I remember, um, Blonde Bear, uh, he's a very old, uh, wow player and he mm-hmm. was telling me about this event in world of warcraft where it, it was like this one time thing and it was um the opening of this gates of the raid called um Encourage or something and it required the cooperation of hundreds and hundreds of players to complete mm-hmm. and i feel like a whole like a world event that bands a whole community together mm-hmm. would be amazing like let's say like Hadoom decided to invade valencia and uh, depending on how much effort the players put into event you can even have two different outcomes let's say players decided not to help valencia uh, maybe it would be in ruins but mm-hmm. you would get stronger valencia mobs for better loot or maybe you're successful in defending valencia and get access to uh, additional drop rate for the region or something like that just yeah just Throwing out ideas, maybe I don't know if they're listening. Yeah, to <laughs>
2: the, thing, the thing that kind of sparked this was um, actually WoW and Final Fantasy 14 both, um, mm. because Final Fantasy 14, as you guys know, the base game is called a Realm Reborn, because when the game launched, it flopped. It flopped really hard. It was really oh. bad. But if you go to YouTube and look, there there was a world-ending event that they did to close the original Final Fantasy XIV servers. They really? like completely nuked the world; everything was gone. They put the servers down. You know, for, not that scale for BDO, but it was this game-changing event. And then when it came back, you know, there was just whispers and rumors, and you know, like of this world that existed before Aorsia existed and and Wow had cataclysm where they did the exact almost the exact <laughs> same thing. Um mm. so that's what kind of sparked my mind and then we talked about factions and all that kind of thing and I was like, you know what something that we haven't seen in BDO that would be sick is just a massive world scale event where it's just like mm-hmm. you know, let's let's mix it up. Let's do something cool. because um, BDO is a hugely popular game. I mean, it's in the top 5 MMOs. It's not small by any means. Uh, And it also encourages players to like really plug in and, you know, do cool stuff. So um, that was kind of my Uh, thought process on it. Got Mm -hmm. another cool idea.
0: How about uh, we, we would get like a server notification. It's like mobs of this particular region are laying siege to that castle. And you could take like yep. a teleport and like get into the castle. Not only would this give players uh, an opportunity to see what kind of defending a castle and siege might look like, but you get to do it like in a cooperative way. Instead of yep. making mm-hmm. castles always about PvP, you have these big mobs. Like well, if you're on Calpheon, you get the ogres coming in, and and yeah, like you got a newcom the, the solid like,
2: siege towers. Like, <laughs> you exactly, have all these bro. like things yeah, they'd be that be kind pushing of pushing them up to the yeah. They'd yeah. Be pushing PVE them up and... node war, PVE yeah. siege. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> talked about PVE node wars. In fact, yeah. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are so like, these are things that could totally happen.
0: Yeah, or and this is going to sound absolutely crazy. The Odalita mobs are attacking Thornwood Castle. Um give <laughs> Thornwood Castle a purpose. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that that would be yeah. super There's a good there's another good idea, right? And it could all happen at the same time and you could teleport to your favorite region. Um, and if one of the if the mobs got through on one region that region would not receive a drop rate buff but if you successfully if the players on the server successfully defend the other regions all those regions get drop rate buffs stuff mm-hmm. like that I don't know anything like that I think would be really really cool so yeah I completely agree with this this that like uh, do you guys have any other great ideas for events like that that might like
2: um, I, I mean it depends on how far the video devs would want to go with things. Yeah, I could sit here and come up with ideas all day long. I mean, I play Dungeons and Dragons world scale things or just, you know, I'm a DM, so I just create these crazy ideas. But um uh, I would love to see like at least one Just massive, large-scale event that plugs all the players in besides doing Siege or besides doing Node Wars or, you know, Guild versus Guild. Like, plug them all in. You can make factions if you want, but just plug all the players in. Make them interact with, you know, this crazy world event that's happening. I think it would be really cool. And BDO is, like, the perfect sandbox where you could do that, you know, like... Okay, players. The decision yours on what you want to do, but here's the event. You know, um, I feel like BDO events are a little tame, and you know, we could we could spice things up a little bit. So, right, I would love to see it.
0: All right. Um. Okay. So I just want to be clear about this next topic. This is not my topic, nor is it Jaycoons' topic. The person that is not partnered currently with the company um brought this up. Delphi. It's not my fault. This is Tiltus' topic. I even put it in the Tilt-us's topic. Tilt just wanted to discuss this. <laughs> Tiltus asks, Uh-oh. "Do we feel like the GM and CM team are doing a good job?" The first question is, I'm going to ask is, "Are they good? Do, are there are uh, GMs and CMs that currently work for Pearl Abyss, um in Los Angeles? Are they doing a good job in comparison to our previous GM CM teams?" And then fo- I want you guys to follow it up with, "Do you feel like they're doing a good job overall, or could they do better?" Uh, Tiltus, you start again. This tis topic.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> okay now now i feel like
3: <laughs> um,
2: so i uh i've i've done uh node wars for a very long time i've run guilds for a very long time i have done multiple different podcasts i have plugged into the pvp community many times um and in my experience there's a very very few times that we get very direct lines with gms and cms and we start seeing these GM CM style events um, that really focus on like some niche players because PVPers are niche but we're loud um and so personally i feel like this iteration of gms and cms have been doing an absolutely fantastic job just making their presence known i mean the the names of them are game masters and community uh, managers right so like i feel like they've really plugged in well I'm not saying other ones haven't, but I'm saying this iteration feels the best. Um, I love, uh, you know, I love. I personally loved the GM uh, CM shot calling event that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. Back um, there was a GM CM shot calling event. And they it was. Come. It was. It was, it was very small. It was four. It was a setup fight, um, and it was really cool because they came into four guilds, and they they were the shot callers, and it, you know that's what it was. And it, it it was a little difficult because you know BDO communities, BDO community, but um, it was really nice to have the GMs and CMs really plug in, and it felt very tangible at that moment where it was like, okay, these are the people that you know like really listen to us um and i know like corruption spends a lot of time um with uh you know like uh talking with johnny um you know listening to the PvPers. um i i know that there's the partner discord i'm not included in that so my experience with them is very limited um but it was one of the first times where i felt like as somebody that's not a partner i got to talk to a gm i got to hear a gm's voice um you know they're on my friends list finally after playing the game for six years you know i've got you know a gm and cm on my fucking friends list finally so um you know it was just it's neat to see them plug in that way um and so i really enjoy the current iteration and what they're doing um i think they probably don't get enough praise so i uh i really like it and that's where this topic came from was you know, wow. I wanted to actually gas them up a little bit. So, <laughs>
0: okay, I, look, guys, your funeral. It's not a problem at all, man. You can say whatever you want, just understand. <laughs> suddenly my r just like safe, plummets on my account. I'm like, safe what place. I don't like, you just might not be able to log in for a few weeks. <laughs> Aside from that, I think you're going to be okay. No, but uh, to explain to some of our viewers at home, the CMs and GM's job um, they're more or less interchangeable. They do technically have certain titles, but they can kind of uh, switch between the different things that they do. Their job is to manage our community. So uh, for NA, that looks like they handle the support tickets, the support tickets, the bands, uh, the events. They help create the events. Uh, they help manage the partner and creator program for that particular region. And they try to submit that they're, one of their primary jobs is submitting feedback to Pearl Abyss. Like they're the avenue that we all have to go through and then they get together as a team and they submit the feedback to Pearl Abyss. So this is their job. So, and I will say that being explained that previous CMs and GMs before I get to our current team have done a horrific job uh, of this. Like Kakao and their team for years. I mean, there were, and the previous publisher before them, their teams for stuff. I mean, we there were horror stories of GMs like picking up players and like moving them across the world for like favors and stuff or like trading in game silver, uh, like really early on in the game Says, I mean, it got shut down really quick, but like there's horrible stuff, um, that we had happen with previous CMs and GMs, um, as with like, and then into cacao, you, you look at the partner program, Jay, were you in the cacao partner program?
1: I was not, I was not. Okay.
0: Um, neither was I, but I got to witness it, uh, <laughs> as it happened oh. to them. Uh, like it was, it was miserable. Like the way they handled their their content creators was really bad. They never. I felt like Kakao really never pushed uh, feedback forward uh, to Pearl Abyss in Korea. Now, granted, like you have to understand, being a CM or GM, no matter where you're from, even the ones that currently work for Pearl Abyss, your hands are tied. Like all you can do, you can swing a bat, but you're going to have trouble catching a ball with your hands tied. Like there, there's only so much that they can do when the community submits feedback, and then they they turn around and relay that to the developers and the developers say no that's never going to happen um like there's only so much you can do in that case um as far as are they doing enough goes i would assume so i don't know the day-to-day activities of most of the cms and gms but i know they're doing an outstanding job as far as like i, I mean if you just look at like the cacao team and then when pearl Abyss took over i mean look how many quality of life uh changes we've gotten since then Right. Mm-hmm. It used to feel like people were like, "Man, they just don't balance around, and they only balance around Korea." And then we got AOS and things like this, and Perlebus took over. And then it suddenly it was like, "Oh, they're actually listening to to some of our balance ideas, or they're listening to some of our quality of life changes." And that I have to attribute to our current CMGM team actually getting the point across. So I think that before it was a problem with no one wants to communicate with the developers, and now it's more of just like now we're we're seeing we're starting to to see a clearly defined line because i feel like our cmgms are in all likelihood relaying pretty much all of the relevant information that they have to um to the korean developers and what we are getting back is what the developers think are like like if we're not getting it back it's because the developers don't want the game to do that it's not Mm -hmm. because they didn't actually hear the suggestion does that Mm -hmm. make sense it's like Mm -hmm. i feel like they're doing Mm -hmm. a personally a great job and in fairness the partner program and the new creator program didn't even exist until uh pearl abyss took over i think it does a better Mm -hmm. job taking care of its creators and a much much better job taking care of its community i mean my man the, the tickets that you put in if you put in a ticket i remember as a player um i would put in a cacao ticket if it wasn't about a pearl shop item it's not getting answered bro it's not mm-hmm. happening. Um, and even if it was, like, uh, it, it was just obnoxious. And depending on who you got, it was like inconsistent on the response. So if you put in five tickets, eventually on the fifth guy, he's like, "All right, fine, you can have it." Um, that I just feel like <laughs> I just don't feel like that's a thing. We get pretty consistently no uh, across the board <laughs> 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 now on things. They're pretty good and very consistent about their policies. And then their GMCM events, as, uh, Tilsis had alluded to the GMCM events have been better. Like man, every once in a while, a GM will just spawn in, um, like the, the a GM or CM will just spawn in and they'll be like, mm. Hey guys, BA 10, y'all get a big buck yeah. right just mm-hmm, out yeah. of nowhere. That, Bro, we never got them. I know they were capable of doing it, and we, no- we never used to get that <laughs> the stuff. The only over.
2: times I had ever heard, I didn't even go, the only times I'd ever heard of a GM or CM popping in under Cacao was when tet spawned two days early, and they came in and they nuked the boss, and then they went to people's inventories <laughs> that got the box and yanked it out of their inventory. Um, so that was the only time under cacao i'd ever even heard the whispers of a gm or cm being in game so
0: yeah it just never had it's like they didn't exist it's like they were afraid to tell us that they were around right versus our current cm team who literally spawn in with a musket and gun me down in the
1: middle of a pack
0: I, I, like there's a line to for me. like how much <laughs> it's
1: it's happen- like, I was I, know. I was grinding Ash Forest and Crypt and Delph would just spawn with his stupid musket and shoot me in the back and I'm like I'm grinding Ash Forest and Crypt to- Stop me. <laughs> I'm wearing <laughs>
0: a life
3: killing set like
0: <laughs> yeah no so like I, I yeah okay Jay why don't you speak on it a little bit.
1: Like, like, I, I mean I, I, you've, you've pretty much covered everything um and touched on everything that i was gonna say um if i had to add something you know um uh and I, I love how um so do you do you remember the event where we were like we were killing the ogre and the what was it the mutant ogre and mutant troll uh like a gm just popped in to to <laughs> to like support us give us some gm buffs so what i, I mean, feel like bro, those kind just- of things those things are very uh how do I word it like very like charming you know just mm-hmm. just very like very um like, oh, th- shit, these interactions me because... make me feel <laughs> right like, make like, us oh feel God. like special and so yeah I mean they've, they've even hosted like um IRL events like the recent Oasis event I don't know if you went uh I think uh you know uh Charlie Charlie went there um uh, Suzanne and uh and he said his when he was talking to me about his experience, it, it, make him, it made him feel like really special, really connected with the GM and CM team and everybody at Pearl Abyss. It felt like they cared about their adventures. And so I really hope they continue connecting with their adventures uh, in BDO in this way. So, yeah, because that's
2: yeah. the thing. Like, it's it's our way of feedback, but it's also Pearl Abyss' way to interact with players, too. Because, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, we don't have a Korean team, you know, that interacts with our world. We have an NA team. Um, so just... Feeling like feeling like they put a person or a personality behind each one of these people is huge for me. Like, I, I love it, so. Yeah,
0: like, I, I like, I don't know. Uh, I've just, I feel like the current CMGM team, it's really obvious, like, with that, their interaction with the players and stuff, that I feel like the problem before when we had Cacao. like, Cacao would always tell us, oh, the developers just don't listen to us. We give the feedback. We give the feedback, the digit, just not listening to us. And I'm not, I'm not tempted to believe that anymore because mm-hmm. they were never interactive with us as a community and it didn't really feel like that, that that feedback was ever actually getting through. Now it's suddenly, it's like, oh man, it does look like feedback is getting through and they're constantly interacting with the community, which leads me to believe that the cacao team was just lazy um, or just didn't do their job like they should mm-hmm. have, right? And now we finally have a team that actually puts things across the developers and we don't get everything we want. Right, but I do feel like we get enough Good. stuff now. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I know, God forbid. Um, but like, I feel like we get enough stuff now that I can say, all right, they're probably relaying everything. And like, this line of stuff that we're not getting, that's just the developers saying, yeah, that's not gonna happen, move on. Um, you know, kind of like, um, Balanos is never gonna have, um, drop rate on it. Balanos Siege, like, if you mm-hmm. own Balanos, it's never gonna have drop rate on it. There's just like, no, it's not gonna happen. People have asked for it for years, not gonna happen. Um, but we
2: have it. We're the only, you know, only people in the game that have Balanos Siege. So, wait, ba- yeah,
0: yeah. So wait, NA is the only region that has. I Ballinus believe. Siege, I right? believe
2: EU may have it as well because we're the Western. But none of the other regions have Balanos Siege. It's just us.
0: Okay. Well, there's there's the shiny there's example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's your proof right so, there. Right. Um. And I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. They definitely pushed hard for that. I know our CMG. GM team definitely pushed hard for that because, um, boy, the partners were in a, in a tizzy <laughs> over that. And yeah. the forums were just, <laughs> the forums were just exploding with it. Like Siege is bad, worse than it's ever been. And then Siege just come out and eh, the lag's been like pretty bad, but it's, it was not, it's way better than it used to be. Or sure. It's way better than it used to be. Um, okay. Uh, let's move, uh, past the very dangerous topic, uh, that might get us all banned. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's move on to this new region culture and Tiltus. i think this is one of your your last topics for the week but uh you said the developers seem really excited to bring the korean culture to the west via the new expansion and i have mm-hmm. to say i can actually feel that like visibly in their videos they're smiling more bro yep. sometimes when they go to release regions and stuff and they're like we hope you enjoy our new content You know, and it's like, it's just (laughs) deadpan. You know, there's no smiles. They're like, we're very excited. And this is like, we're very excited. Look at the cool fox and all this stuff. You know, like, so like this side, they're smiling, which means I know that they're more invested. And to be honest with you, I'm more excited about Land of the Morning Light than I have ever been for an expansion, just because I know that they've put this much time into it. Uh, But Tiltus, why Mm. don't you go ahead and talk about it?
2: Yeah, so uh, they released a uh, video, um, what, like two weeks ago now, I believe it was? Maybe it was last week. I can't remember. My weeks are all running together. But um, where they talked about uh, kind of the creation side of how they created the new expansion. And it was geared Mm -hmm. towards the Western players. Um, um, And so a lot of it had to do with, you know, their kind of story writing, how they wrote a lot of the stories. Um, And what they did is they took a lot of Korean folklore... And they twisted it and they put it in the game, um, which is a fantastic way, in my opinion, to get your culture really across. They talked about the design, uh, the, the physical design for the map of Land of the Morning Light and how uh, Korean influenced it is and how they wanted you know, to have the feelings of walking through the mountainous regions of, of their country or running through... Um, You know like small villages and like all this kind of stuff and even in Wusa's lore um you have this um you know you have uh jay you probably know the the flower garden that i can't remember the (laughs) name of right now Uh, oh oh
1: What's that? jay are you under <laughs> oh, sorry attack? my
2: brother's dog went oh, at, for a second <laughs> that was me it was me i sorry um but uh i'm i they were really excited about this and one of the mm-hmm. things that stuck out to me the most is like i love uh, like level design i i love lore and all that kind of stuff but one of the things that stuck out to me is they they touched on the music and the guy was like i wanted to take traditional korean music that we've had you know in this country for Ever and i wanted to put it in the game and so he modernized a lot of traditional like tunes like you know i i I don't know exactly what they are but i would imagine you know they're similar to like nursery rhymes and things like that things that like western players are very familiar with but in korea and that they you know changed them a little bit and put them into the game i was really excited about it you know he said it was the most nerve-wracking thing that he's ever done as a composer and i was like okay i'm ready like i'm excited about this you know (laughs) because i'm a musician so that like that stuff really sticks to me Um, are you really so
0: yeah What, what instruments do you play i'm sorry oh Wait, okay. Oh. I I know what oh. instrument that is, but for our listeners who can't see it,
3: that, I just so that, said I, so I that just showed so that
0: That's should, crazy. Should, yeah, yeah, so that they so,
2: know uh what what instrument is that. <laughs> yeah, I just showed my cello. I'm a classically trained cello. Right, student. right, I yeah. I have uh, yeah. multiple guitars, uh i I play classical acoustic and electric. Uh and I also own a didgeridoo because when I was a teenager I was like, I want a didgeridoo. So I know how to play do. the didgeridoo as well. Um but yeah, so music is like a very staple part of uh, my personality. So when the guy was talking about music and was like both excited and nervous, I was like, I understand that 110%. So um, And they were, I just, the video was, did such a good job at portraying their excitement for the new expansion that it made me excited. You know, I was hype after it, which is something we haven't gotten with a lot of other expansions. So
0: um. right on, you know, and, and I love that they've given this much care. I wish they would give this much care to every one of their expansions you know hire people specifically from that region of the world that you're trying to like you know emanate in this new region Mm -hmm. hire people like that to really embrace the culture you know Mm -hmm. what i mean for that but uh, jay what are your thoughts on this
2: yeah, you're the Yeah. I, mean, the I, Lord, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like after- we can all
1: relate to um, having shared our, our own culture with someone else through, through food, language, and music. Um, actually, on their Perlabus YouTube, uh, they there was actually this recent video they uploaded showcasing some of their real-world landmasses of Korea and recreated it in-game uh, for Land of Morning Light. So uh, I'm sure the developers had an amazing time with creating an expansion based on their own culture and, and, and sharing it across the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you could definitely tell they were really passionate um, mm-hmm. about this particular expansion, which is why I'm so excited about it. Uh, and also mm-hmm. probably why they forced us to watch every second of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did have that thought did cross my mind while I was watching that video. I was like... <laughs> Rob's the reason. Robbed they the they reason. did add
1: a speed-up function. There's, there is there is a speed-up function for the cutscenes, oh, nice. if you didn't there know. You right. It doubles the speed of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's,
0: yeah, it's affectionately named R. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving right along, I just wanted to mention that because next week's podcast, we're probably going to talk a lot about Land of the Morning Light. But the, honestly, the talk mm-hmm. of the town this week has been about the new skill that they put on the global labs um, mm. for Wizard and Witch. Now, let's, before we start digging apart um, the mass teleport skill, which we're going to do next, um, first, I want to know. And, and Jay, this is one of your topics and I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. New skills for old classes. Is this not exactly what we had talked about wanting in a previous podcast? Like, mm-hmm. I know that Tiltus mm-hmm. is like, fix your game, you know, like <laughs> fix to stop coming out with new classes. And then uh, it's almost like <laughs> Tyler Jay, one clip. Yeah, it's, it's almost like Jay just turned around and say, Por no los dos? And if he was Hispanic, you know? Uh, like, <laughs> I just realized I should have probably prepared that in Korean. But, like, you know, like, now he's there, we're coming out with uh, new classes and we're getting fixes to old classes, which I think is really cool. Um, so I'm curious, Jay, you didn't get to talk too much about uh, the previous uh, topic, so I'm going to send it straight to you. Um, what, like do you like this like that they're going back to the old classes and like giving Mm -hmm. them updates and stuff and then would you like to see this done more
1: but yeah i mean um uh you know the the teleport skill has always been that sort of iconic and unique aspect of the caster classes you know we saw more variations of the teleport skill um uh, in the form of elementalization for awakening casters, which is, you know, let that that backwards teleport. And for succession casters, uh, a split teleport, which is, you know, two charges of teleport, essentially. And now they're adding a variation uh, involving teleporting multiple players at the time. So, you know, if I were to think of, um, you know, an, an iconic aspect of uh, a class and expand upon it like that along those lines, you know, one mechanic comes to mind is uh like stealth mechanics there's there's only a few classes like ninja or kunoichi that utilize stealth mechanics and and more recently um the addition of the stealth mechanic for archer uh, and uh i feel like a me so on the on the theme of mass spells what about a mass stealth mechanic or a mass cloak mass invisibility field would be Whoa. a cool way to expand Jay, the Jay. iconic aspect of these. I can gun down, Jay. Put the gun, down Jay, my, right? put the, put the
0: gun down, Jay. Step <laughs> away from
1: the firearm, sir. Before you <laughs> hurt somebody.
2: Oh, I don't want an invisible zerk two hundred percent. Oh no, so we're, we're, I am okay. <laughs> you you know, I,
1: I had I had another idea. Okay, okay, how about? You know, one more iconic aspect for a class, I think, is uh Sage's unique concept of uh like he, he was he, you know, uh how do I word it like involving time magic, right? He and Ooh, recent yeah, wizard yeah, yeah. are one of the only classes in the game that have mechanics involving cooldown of your abilities. Uh Sage even has a full cooldown reset skill, literally named Reset. And for those who don't know what the skill does, it does what the name suggests. Um resets the cooldown of all the Sage's abilities and um you're you're probably thinking what i'm gonna say next and that is a mass reset ability i know this could possibly sound dangerous to design (laughs) but i think (laughs) i'm just throwing the idea out there um you know um another concept uh, another idea i had for the concept of time magic maybe like a time stop right think of, okay. think of mart alt from league you know like he throws that um, area that of sick. effect and it, it freezes everybody in there and mm-hmm. and no nobody could take damage but nobody can act for a certain amount of time and i feel like that would be a, a cool sort of you know things like that taking taking hmm. these unique aspects of of uh pre-existing classes and expanding upon them and that's what they did with the mass teleport and you know, with them adding this for the older classes that kind of opens up avenues for um, this type of stuff to exist in the future. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see what's to come.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I love that last suggestion. Tiltis, let's let us you talk on this first, go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, so I have I've always been a, a very strong advocate for um, making classes feel a little bit niche and this is a prime example of like now you're not playing the class just because of pa or heal or stuff like that there's also this new utility where it's like hey i can grab five of my friends and we can go you know we can go teleport you know over there you know um it's a very unique aspect to the class that adds to that very um niche feeling where it's like okay now now i've got this really cool thing that directly involves the people that are around me um you know heals are great pa is great and that does directly affect the players around you but this is like a physical like hey we're going over there now Uh, you know uh, I speculated a lot with Johnny over the weekend you know on on ways that you can really make this thing useful because there's not a ton of stipulations on what you can do uh, or what you can't do with this teleport there are some which are good um, but it's it's very unique and uh, I would love to see them take the same approach to all the other classes as well and just start you know pick. Pick one thing, you know, let's make that very niche for that character. Um, so I'd love it. I think it's a great addition. Um, I, there's going to be just like with everything brand new, there's going to be a little bit of some issues with it. Okay. We're just going to have to move past <laughs> that. But um, I, I'm excited to see them touching old classes again and, and revamping them slightly. Not like reworks like we got in the past, but just like, Hey, here's, you know, m- mass teleport. Um, so I love it. I'm a huge fan.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, before we get into the mass teleport, um, I want to talk a little bit about like like Jay's idea for like a like more of like a Bard. I wouldn't call it a Bard ultimate. I mean, mm-hmm. give give Sage, like an ability to put down like a trap of some kind. Um, there mm-hmm. is a there's a unit in StarCraft Two called the Oracle, uh, and what the Oracle can do. One of the abilities that it has is it can lay down a trap on the map, and you can see it. If you're the enemy player you can see it it's, it kind of looks like it to us in game it would look relatively small um but like we could walk up and that would allow players to play around it but if you walk over it carelessly it just bam it pauses time on those people for like five or six seconds right it holds them in place they can't take damage right but they also can't do damage and they can't move they just have to sit there while the enemy ball walks up on them right <laughs> so like like it's a stasis ward Right? Like something like that would be really cool. It be playing you could play around it. I don't think that would be crazy hard to implement or code into the game. I don't think it would have a crazy amount of lag issues um with it either. If anything, it would decrease the lag cuz you have less overall skills being cast um on the server. So like I think something like that would be really cool. Also, anything mm-hmm. like um like a uh, like a vortex field. We have vacuums in the game. Uh, but something like a super vortex of some kind, maybe it'd be a guild skill or like yeah, you know, like give it give it to like a Nova or something, because they've already got a big vacuum. Um to like really like vacuum in like a whole guild or something. That'd be super cool too. So any of those things. But like I really do think it's it's wildly cool that they're going back to old class and just, just adding skills, kinda like out of the blue. Because honestly, mm-hmm. I think that freshens up. I wish they had just had like yeah, I'm biased. I wish they had just added it to Awakening, if I'm
2: being honest. I feel like yep. Succession no, stands... I 100% agree.
0: I feel like Succession stands the stronger version of most classes in the game in terms of overall damage um, and, versus, mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, everything. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I think it would be really cool if they just gave it to Awakening Caster because Awakening Caster is kind of in a bad spot. Uh, when you compare it to Succession Caster, that would have been really, really cool. Um... But yeah, I like things like that. Honestly, if you want to ask me which class, we're going to talk a little bit about this more later, but which class needs that dramatically? Like the worst? Awakening Mystic. I feel like if I nice. they did things like this to Awakening Mystic, they would make it relevant again. But we're going to talk about that a little later. Let's go ahead and talk about the Mass TP skill uh, now. Uh, because I have I have tested this. Have you guys said this, tested this on the Global Labs? Because I tested this extensively on the Global Labs. I went to every single castle. I went to Battle Arena. I used it in the open world. I, at all the different angles for sieging and not sieging a castle, mm-hmm. open field, vert. I tested verticality on it. I tested to see if the debuff was working, and it's not. Um, <laughs> 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 so, like, I've tested this extensively. Have you guys got a chance to test this on the Global Labs at all?
1: I have, not,
2: I have not. Yeah, okay. I have not. I watched Biceptimus uh, tested it a little bit, and I uh, did a kind of a deep dive on the skill with Johnny uh, over the weekend. So I'm relatively familiar with it, but I have not personally used it.
0: Um, okay, so uh, for our listeners that don't know, uh, this skill on the Global App allows you to, as a caster, awakening or succession wizard or witch, to take five of your friends with you, so teleport six people total at maximum, from one location, and it double-TPs you to the new location, right? Um, before we start speculating wildly about what this skill can be used for, let me explain the limitations on it. You cannot charge a skill up, be double-teleported, and then drop it, uh, like Sage. Um, it immediately cancels whatever you have trying to cast. Um mm-hmm beforehand it cancels that and it puts it on cooldown so like if you're in the middle of trying to cast pa or you've tried to cast pa it cancels that it puts it on cooldown and you double tp forward without it um so you can't do that uh and it also forces you to go it is extremely difficult to iframe it so before the Sorks say it, it'll be fine i just iframe it you're coming too bitch um <laughs> don't think you dodged it um so honestly i mean like the fir- my first thoughts on it i know a lot of people's opinion were like look at this as an engaged tool my first thoughts on it were immediately oh thank god my back line's finally gonna move up willing or not <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: like
0: <laughs> willing or not you are gonna move mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. um but uh tilt what were some of the applications that you thought up for this
2: uh so one of the big things that uh johnny and i speculated on is axes, it is going to be a great disengage tool to get your axes away from a fort. Because now instead of evasion rolling, they can get double TP'd out and they're iframed for it. So uh, I thought that was a fantastic uh, application of it. Um, what else? Uh, we we obviously Zerker bombing just got a lot easier because Zerkers sometimes have a hard time getting in to where they want to bomb. Um, so this way they move in with iframe. That is the scariest part of the skill to me is double TPing forward four Zerkers with 200%. Um, spooky, uh, to say the least. Um and there's i'm sure uh another thing i saw uh and blue you've tested it so you probably know it can when you tp the gift that they release, looks like you move in a straight line even if there's nothing below you and then you fall so one of the things that um, we speculate oh no, i
0: tested verticality on it it'll go down
2: it will go down it'll go down yeah
0: so if okay. you it, if for example the Medaya rooftops in mediah siege if you're standing all the way up on the tippy mm-hmm. top of the rooftops and you tp towards where like the the castle fort would be uh it, you land on the ground you don't just fall through the air with fall data. oh
2: okay is it like based on where your cursor is at yeah It's it, okay. it goes
0: to your it goes to your cursor now we don't know oh. if we can mouse move it yet because mouse moving is really sketchy on global labs so like i can't really test the mouse move quite yeah. yet
2: but one of the big things that uh, somebody had come up with was getting archers and suck rangers into places they normally wouldn't be with it.
3: Yeah, I uh, mean because...
0: like forward where I need them oh, for to be? Forward, yeah. but
2: also like mm-hmm. getting them into weird places where their class does not allow them to get to. But now all of a sudden you've got a vertical line movement that can push you you know where you're trying to go um so that would be that that that'll be interesting to see if you know all of a sudden there's archers on cliffs and rooftops that they're normally not on and now all of a sudden you know they're shooting you from a mile and a half away right. um so yeah bsr bombing axes i think is a great implication of it forcing your back line to move forward and pvp is a great application of it um and i think even pve it probably has some effect uh because when you're ready to go to the next pack you're coming, baby. <laughs> it's time to go to the next pack. <laughs> In here, I thought we were going to have to wait for jay
0: Koon's assessment of the skill to get the PVP out of here. Jay's like, look how much sweatier I can be killing this golem. We can actually, all three of us, go together. If we just leave the loot behind. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Leave the loot behind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Jay, you, I don't I believe you've talked on this yet. What do you think about this new Mass teleport um,
1: skill? You know, I think shy. it's, a, it's a very. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's definitely a very extremely situational skill. You know, I think when it comes to node wars and sieges, um, being at the right time and and the right place can turn the tide of the battle, and definitely this ability can help you do that. But at the same time, being at the wrong time. Uh, at the wrong place at the wrong time will do the opposite and this ability could do that to you. <laughs> yep. So I think there's definitely a lot of potential but I suspect there would be a lot of misplays more than mm-hmm. good plays for this skill. Um, I did notice that um, uh, so it, it is like an iframe at the start so I, I i feel like a lot of witches and wizards might just use it as a solo bootleg three minute cooldown iframe since it does give you a very long iframe at the very Jackie? beginning and also is that reposition- you <laughs> not the solo pa into solo. <laughs> and um i i do have one um uh uh adjustment or quality of life change that i would like to add for it. i noticed that you just go when you finish the cast and if um you know perhaps instead you would be able to hold your position um and then you can press another button to then teleport you forward then maybe you had more control over um when you go you know with your friends you know instead of just automatically going yeah so that's my that would be my I think, uh, um... adjustment for it
0: my personal opinion on the skill is that it's going to make Pistanity more money than he's ever made in his life. <laughs> because it's just going to be it's just going to be like 15 clips of blue turboing his entire guild because he keeps TPing in the wrong direction. The skill scares me to death as the mm-hmm. shot caller because like mm-hmm. I ju- I know there's just uh, like there's going to be somebody that God bless him the only competition he's winning is for the most chromosomes in the room. Um, that is gonna TP me the wrong way and I am gonna get upset. And this is gonna happen frequently. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> when the skill is used proper it's just like shy bubble, you know, except way more potent mm-hmm. because way more Noble people wall. play staff. Mm-hmm. Way more people play staff, right? Like shy bubble has damned me far more times than it has helped me. Um <laughs> that's because just because you can bubble doesn't mean you should. Right? It's just like Blitzcrank mm-hmm. Hook in League of Legends. Just because you can't hook, doesn't mean you should. Just because <laughs> you can't hook, doesn't mean you should. Like,
2: I... <laughs> and here comes the Mildfighter in the full ADT. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? That was oh, a no. boo
0: um, But yeah, so like, I think that there's a lot of applications for it if used correctly. One of the most interesting things that I discovered about the skill while I was um, experimenting with it is it will take people that are crouched or laying down on the ground. And when you double TP those crouched laying people, it, they will be standing and ready to cast skills. So, theoretically speaking, you could have your entire offense ball save five or six wizards. You could avoid scouting, save Mm -hmm. five or six wizards, and everyone's just crouched, and then you just turbo and engage um, as the enemy guild comes over the hill. Right. So like that's that that's a really cool application. I do like the um the axe application as well, where you could get your axes out, particularly because I'm a staff and now I never have to take my axe out ever again. Um <laughs> would be absolutely spectacular. I'm here to
2: TP you guys out. I'm here to TP you guys exactly. out. Exactly. There's
0: nothing I can do. I have to TP you out and speed spell you. Um but like I, I think that engaging, just so everybody is clear, that the double TP happens and you are uh, everybody is eye framed. Okay, so you can be grabbed out of the start of the skill. So if you're TPing, if you are yourself the caster, you are iframed when you start casting the skill. It's not like PA. PA you can be knocked out of. This skill you cannot be knocked out of. You start casting it and you're going somewhere. Um, You are iframed. If they, they can't grab you, they can't do anything. However, the people that are standing around you that are being teleported can still be grabbed. Berserkers mm-hmm. can just grab onto their ankles and say, where are you going? And then everybody teleports <laughs> away. And then it's the, the one Sork that you managed to grab. You're like, hi. You know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and you start, and you just start so it a, doesn't take them with you? Oh. Then, it's a, yeah. then it's
2: a reverse Mordecai. <laughs> yeah. Mordecai's are old. It's, yeah, you cannot
0: take, uh, if somebody's already grabbed and you try to TP them away, they, you cannot pull somebody out of an existing grab can't Mm -hmm. do that either so like in aos applications for aos you can't save somebody if they're in you have to wait until they have been thrown to the ground um Mm -hmm. and then tp them away um but like i don't know like you can cast immediately so you're iframed if you're one of like let's say you're a zerker being teleported um sure you're vulnerable at the start of the skill but you double tp forward and the second that you land you can start casting skills so and we tried this with a 200 two or three times you can just immediately cast the 200 it's a double tp instant 200 percent in the middle of the enemy ball every single time with a caster right next to you who's trying to heal you so you're, yep. you're talking about guaranteed engagements every single time with your frontline um and i know sasha is listening right now i remember sasha a long time ago and black rose used to pull his and i do this too uh frontliners aside uh and do like special pa plays with like just like the awakening mystics or just the frontliners and you would have them going first this is exactly what that is going to encourage um as far as your like engagement goes because your normal staffs won't really be able to make much use of an engage tool right Mm -hmm. your normal staffs can't use it, right but the shock caller specifically almost Mm -hmm. must be playing caster now um because you can make so many more plays with your front line, mm-hmm. or even your back line, or even your flankers if you mm-hmm. have big like really good pre engage bombers right as yep. a there's there's infinite applications as a flex lead um yep. or a shot caller anyone that's in charge of people that wants to help pre-engage or bomb is just up huge um with this kind of thing um so like Engagement wise, I think of the most like really cool, like everybody's going to want to see like the cool engagements that you can come up with it. Um, as a shot caller, uh, and as a shot caller for a long time, I look at it and I think it just changes the whole landscape um, of PvP as it is, like, how you're going, how you're looking to engage, what you're allowed to do, what you can get away with strategy-wise. I think, like, open field changes dramatically with a skill like this. Now, granted, the on the Global Labs, the, the cooldown buff, it gives you a debuff very similar to PA, so that you can't actually be double TP'd more than once in a given amount of time. I think it's, like, 60 seconds or two minutes or something like that. But it doesn't actually work right now. By the time that we get it, I'm hoping that that debuff actually works. Um... So, like, because like, it was intermittently kind of working on the global labs, but not really. So, like, assuming that that works, I actually think that it's not an imbalanced skill. I think it opens up a lot of opportunities that seem broken in PvP, but I think there's going to be an adjustment period and people are going to use it on uh, mass. Probably not super great for the shot caller specifically, really good, right? Because it's going to come down to the shot caller has to call for that skill. Like yep. 100% this is a shot caller must be calling for that skill because if you try to do it proactively mm. um you're just going to turbo the entire guild you've just effectively <laughs> killed every ranger in your in your platoon just got turboed because you're bad you know um so yep. like it's it's a very shot caller specific skill that's why it excites mm. me the most because the shot caller is the one that's got to call for it and then you're going to find out really quickly who is our worst staff you're gonna find out really fast who your terrible staffs are, yep. right? So, like,
2: that's what I don't we know, talked think- about as well. It separate. <laughs> this skill by itself will separate the good staffs and the bad staffs very quickly.
0: I mean, yeah, before you had like PA, right? Like the staff would PA too early, and it's like, okay, well, you, yeah, yeah the whole ball doesn't get to have PA for the next minute, okay, that happens. If you cast it, everyone is looking at you. And keep in mind, when I say everyone, I mean the 400 people watching on Twitch that just watch your stupid ass <laughs> double TP forward and blue is about to light you up like a Christmas tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking to you guys. I'm talking to my guilder. <laughs> <laughs> just remember that. Um, so yeah, I think that the applications for this are basically endless and it's super cool, but it's going to be a shot caller diff. Mm. Like the mm. best shot callers yeah. I think are going to make the best use of the skills right um yeah, i want
1: I, I wanted to um add uh, when you were talking about um like applications for the skill like broken applications for the skill this reminded me of the comments about wusa's uh reflection um mechanic there were so many comments about how you know the comment like before wusa came out oh it's going to be such a broken skill a broken skill um because they were like showcasing on like twitch clips uh, i remember this uh, clip of Biseptimus, he's showca- he was showcasing the reflect damage it was like one-shotting people Uh, And people were saying it's broken. But realistically, to put yourself in that situation is just so unlikely to get that perfect reflect moment. Um, And it wasn't really, um, uh, you know, um, often used. It was mostly a a defensive tool, uh, realistically, nowadays. Um, But if you can pull it off, you, you know. You, and you do want shot people then good good you you were rewarded for using the skill properly right and i feel like the same thing would be for the teleport skill too and when you were talking about broken application for, for it and if you were able to pull that off then you should be rewarded for having you know that amazing play um for the teleport skill mm-hmm.
0: absolutely i think it was well mm-hmm. thought out i think it actually looks pretty well balanced just out of the gate mm-hmm. And it's exactly what we were talking about right like tilt has <laughs> brought it up on a previous podcast we want to see more unique support skills mm-hmm. right now, I, I will say that they gave it to staff <laughs> which is already like <laughs> what's the first <laughs> thing everybody when you're bad what's the first thing you're doing you're like just play staff dude you're like you just can't go again. <laughs> yeah but now yeah. honestly it, honestly it would give me pause like please don't place that please don't do that don't do that to the rest of us you're gonna yeah, you're gonna let, me, let us. me
2: reconsider yeah
0: by the way you cannot lock the skill You cannot lock the skill. You can lock almost every other skill in the witch's kit, but you cannot lock this one. (laughs) If they accidentally put in the skill key binding, we are going on a journey. We're going.
1: (laughs) 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 Is it only from Hotbar, I'm assuming? Yeah.
0: Um, No, no, no. I mean, you can cast it from Hotbar, but no, there's a, it was a, um, it had its key input. Oh, There's a key input. It has a key input. It's like down R&B in pre-awakening, but you always put it on your Hotbar. Down R&B? Wow. Now, like, I, uh, yeah, and I thought about implications as a J as a shy. Is there ever a situation where you're trying to I, I really I thought about the shies and I really don't think that shy benefits a whole lot from being teleported uh, one way or another. Um, but I'm curious what your thoughts mm. are on it.
1: Well, I mean, if you teleport in a shy and then you, she starts bongoing, maybe that could stiff a lot of people and that could create opportunities for the other four people that get with you know get teleported with you okay so, all right see Okay,
0: that's a consideration mm. i like that um mm. I, yeah i was just thinking about the bubble specifically um there's a lot that has to be off cool down there and i don't feel like the bubble if i i feel like if i want to land a shy bubble in the middle of a ball i just have my shys play dead in the field um <laughs> and, and just let them let them walk over the top of you and then we'll and then we'll engage on your bubble right like um but like, yeah, no, I don't know. If shy, I guess Shy, yeah. I mean, like there's implications for every class and I think it's just a really cool mm-hmm. skill to be added. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, we'll talk about Awakening. Oh, we'll talk about Awakening Mystic later. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there today, <laughs> man. Um, all right, so I think we've talked about uh, enough about this new mass teleport skill. Uh, now we want to mm-hmm. move on to one of Jay's topics, which was non-succession classes, of which there are two, 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 in the mm-hmm. game, Shy mm-hmm. and Archer. Um, uh-huh. let me just ask up front do you guys feel like these classes should have a succession um, Jay it's your topic I'll let you go first
1: um yeah I mean I, I think um, adding a succession variant would create an, another place so that's that's kind of like the point of awakening and succession is to give classes two different play styles and I, I feel like it's a little bit unfair that you know Archer and uh, shy don't have that uh, uh, option. Uh, Apparently on BDO mobile, Archer does have a succession variant. I was browsing through some Archer mobile videos and he uses his crossbow as if he were like a gunslinger, like dashing and spinning while shooting arrows from the crossbow. Like think of think of Diablo 3's Demon Hunter class. Think of Samira's ultimate from League of Legends. Think of... Zerkard using a spinning whirlwind attack but instead of axes it's crossbow shooting arrows so um, hopefully I was able to paint a picture in your mind of Archer and Mobile and I think that would be an interesting thing to see in BDO as for Shy, uh, it would definitely be oh, definitely a, a 180 degrees if she were a DPS oriented class uh, but again I think that's the point of Succession and Awakening to give different classes a uh, give classes a different playstyle ah uh
0: oh man that was that completely invalidated my entire argument tilt just go ahead oh.
2: no <laughs> no you don't want <laughs> no. To have his... no no no
0: they got dancing no. it's not fair they got dancing
2: I, uh, it's not fair I can't I it. <laughs> not the <that> dance <laughs> <laughs> so I, I see what Jay is saying about having, uh, you know, uh, these kind of different specs and allowing you to kind of, you know, do different things with each spec. Um, the current implication of them is uh, more damage. Uh, they do not feel separate enough, in my opinion, especially with, uh, you know, your C skills um, for Succession um so i'm not a fan of them getting it i think that they have their niche they have their playstyle, and they're very good at what they do and they should absolutely leave them alone and let them continue thriving in that you know i don't want to see them mess up that uh nerf archer (laughs) well we'll Um, see
1: that archer is more of like a a very long range um uh, oriented playstyle, right very very mm -hmm. long range and at least from what i saw on mobile he's very melee oriented um surprisingly even though he uses a crossbow it's like maybe kind of melee and mid-range and so Mm. i I mean i feel like um it wouldn't really be too big of an issue um Uh, but that's just me
0: yeah so like uh, so the entire idea of succession and the reason they introduced it to the game is to give players more opportunities to play classes with different play styles Take hmm. Dark Knight, for example. The people that started playing Dark Knight early on were playing it because it was a woman with a really big sword, right? And they, they liked that thematic, right? And then the vedian <laughs> the came out and they never saw that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so Succession gives them the opportunity to play with the Kriegmeister if they want to, right? That, that melee mm-hmm. kind of Dark Knight Assassin with the big sword. Um, if you look over at these two classes, I just don't know what... I mean, like, the, like I said, it invalidates my whole... I'm like, what does a Succession Archer look like, right? Like, you play Archer because you want to be ranged, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like the reason it currently doesn't have Succession is because people mainly only pick up Archer because they want to shoot the bow. However... You look over at ranger and with jj so you look over at ranger that uh, range is a little different though people can pick up ranger for one of two reasons uh the ranger could mean two things ranger one you think of an archer like legolas or something right like ranger mm-hmm. um or two mm-hmm. again you could look at legolas but more of the scouting like you're like aragon exactly aragon kind of ranger yeah. right and so you have this mid-range uh duelist um that Flannos plays in like the awakening ranger um, and then you have like this long range. So you still have these two um, different play styles of Ranger that allow people to play Succession and Awakening. So, and I agree with Jay. It would look kind of like Demon Hunter from Diablo. You horrible man for bringing that up. It, it just released. It's too <laughs>
2: raw. It's too raw. Um, but can like, I have my players back now? Please, thank you.
0: Yeah, so, honestly, honestly, tilt us. We can see the reflection of Diablo 4 on your head, man. You just kind of minimize the game. <laughs> i've not played a diablo game in like 10 years bud
2: (laughs) um
0: but yeah no i actually think that that would be a good iteration for archer what does a shy succession look like because i'm gonna be honest with you i think archer you might be able to make a case for succession like jay just did does a shy doesn't
1: really have like what yeah on mobile there was no it, it was just shy on mobile there was no additional place one interesting thing on mobile is that shy um is actually a very formidable pvp opponent and uh, she kind of summons animals with her flute like she summons a bear to, to to sort of like cc their their opponents and it's very interesting um uh, it's like a very different class
2: yeah what he had, i heard but, was, uh... don't ever touch Medio mobile got it <laughs>
0: <laughs> jay, i don't you feel ever like met... dying
2: to a shy ever
0: jay you <laughs> ever uh you ever met a man named Utaru? <laughs> yes, I, have,
3: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like Zethian would like to have a word with you. Um, no. <laughs> but like, uh yeah, I mean, like shy and eh, the idea that shy could PvP, yeah, maybe you just make it more about the boomerang aspect. Maybe they throw the boomerang and it's got like mm-hmm. wild range and it like goes through like a bunch of people as it zigzag or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think and you Actually, take away um, most of the support c- capabilities, you
1: know. Actually, now that you mention range, um, uh, so if you didn't know, Shai's uh, actual uh, type of damage, you know, how ranged melee and magic right. damage, Shai is actually considered a melee damage dealer. And so only melee accuracy, melee AP affects her. And so um, perhaps maybe when she, you know, if there was a succession version of Shai, it would be a ranged version of Shai is my, is my um
0: that would be Guess interesting right yeah it would be interesting like do those classes deserve a succession i'm gonna go tilt this on this one archer is so busted like bro out, get out um shy i don't the, the problem with shy is we're gonna talk about in this next um thing is they get all the cool shit that we want on all of the classes and for some reason, it's only exclusive to shy. We have no idea why the developers, like somebody in the office was like, Hey, we should implement dancing. And then someone stopped him and said, no, we should implement dancing for shy. (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing is this a joke do you have any idea the amount of BM that we could lay down in PVP if we could teabag people like by dancing and on their courses? like even if it even if it's just like the shy dance and it's like a dark knight doing it bro we would all oh, man the content that we could put out but like that with uh, emotes <laughs> bro don't even get me started but like do you guys feel like dancing should be um on every uh, class, Tiltus?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's 110%. Obnoxious,
0: absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. Jay, you're a Shy main. Yeah, intro. yeah. I, like, yeah do you-
1: I don't mind if other classes had unique dances. I, I don't think that's an issue. Um, no disagreement there.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, I just, I feel like that they implement things on Shy, because this isn't the only thing that they do, right? Like, there's, there's all kinds of Shy mm-hmm. stuff uh, that, Jay, yeah, you true. allude to. Uh, mm-hmm in your in your next topic here we're like for example class specific quests right Mm -hmm. class specific quests are basically exclusive to shy with the exception of awakening and succession quests. so like Mm -hmm. shy can play all these instruments why can't every class why can't you have a band of like a zerker a dark knight a witch and a shy (laughs) you know what i mean just jamming out like hard rock You know what I mean? Like that would be really cool. And I think that it would allow more people to use the music system. Why can't we just implement that on all the classes? Um, One of my questions for you guys is, do you want more like um, class specific quests? Um, Jay, this is one of your topics. I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, I remember um, there is this World of Warcraft uh, Warlock specific questline that was quite tedious um, and uh, actually costed a lot of gold um, for just like this aesthetic appearance. When you you completed it, you changed some of your fire abilities from a red to a green. And uh, a green fire was a very lore specific thing in uh, WoW associated with demons like demon fire. And Mm. so this gave players a a unique appearance for their skills, for their class. And it was that sort of... um, uh, how do you just like that? Ooh, how did you get that vibe? You know, and yeah. I would love that for for BDO. So along the lines of that, if I were to think of something for, uh, let's take Witch again, for example, it would be a quest line that maybe dives more deep into the lore of her elemental summons like Gore and Ted. And then after completing the quest line, you would learn more about Guarantet and they would have an altered, unique appearance, you know, yes. and by extension, the same quest line for Wizard and his elemental summons. So that would be my idea of a, ooh, how did you get that factor for a witch? And I'm sure other players would love something like that for their class.
0: Absolutely. I think it also yep. gives them an opportunity to fix questing right now. We have no idea <laughs> yep. the succession and awakening quest line, but every succession succession quest lines is saying, oh, my God, Elezra again. <laughs> no
2: way. just the fallback plan for BDO. What are we gonna like, make I, the enemy? Dude, we,
0: we don't know what's going on, bro. We hit R straight through those. If but like you could give us class specific quests that really dive into the story or like into the into the, like the character specific um quest line. Like that would be really cool. Tiltus what are your thoughts on it? Mm.
2: Uh Yeah, so Final Fantasy actually does that fantastically. So if you don't know, in Final Fantasy, every five levels, you unlock a, a class-specific quest line, and you, you have to go do it to continue progressing in that class. There's a story arc that goes through all of those, and granted, Final Fantasy tells great stories. Even Final Fantasy 14 is no exception. But there's a class-specific quest, and every time you do them, you unlock a new ability or, you know... uh, just various things um but it's really cool because then when you see other players or you know other npcs in the world that you know are that class um you you know like how they got that way how they became that way you know um so i think class specific quests would be really fun it would be a great way to dive into more of the lore of each class you know uh why does valkyrie you know want to be a valkyrie yeah, why why does DK, you know, uh, um they they touch on DK a little bit in succession but like Vidir, um like all of DK's oh, skills cool, yeah. like are are around based around Vidir, and we know very little about who Vidir is and like that kind of stuff. Although with Odalita, they they fix that a little bit cuz she talked to him but Art talked to her but um there's just like there's all these avenues that they could do that would just further like give the class an identity besides just like, you know, striker is the ook and you know, zerker, you know, does 200% and you know, valks miss their cuz they're bad. Um you know, stuff like that. So, I would love class uh certain abilities adding aesthetics to that. Uh 110%, yes, give me. Um that would be so cool. Um i love the idea of you know warlock having a green flame instead of a red flame and then transferring that to you know bdo classes giving them some kind of aesthetic appearance change that you can opt into uh like the black spirit i love changing the black spirits aesthetics i love that they added that as a feature to the Black spirit um, because he goes through a bunch of changes like a ton of changes if you've never played Mm -hmm. the msq and actually done it um, you know, he goes from a wisp to you know the toothy guy. Um, you know, eventually he turns into the monster that you fight, in Mediah, Then he turns into um, uh, the little Histria looking guy. And then I if you finish, yeah, and then if you finish uh, Bartali's, he turns into what looks like. A vampire. So like, um, it's the best way I can describe that form. Um, so like that that stuff's cool. I like doing. I like stuff like that, and adding it to classes to give each class unique flavor of some kind would be sick. So
0: yeah, um, I mean, like, did you guys? Of course, you didn't read the new Magnus. The new Magnus quest. I actually read it all just to just for sport. And as it turns out, um, what's that dude in the Magnus name? the. Yep. Yeah. Um, yum, yum, or whatever his name is. I don't know. The, <laughs> the, 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 yep. Who, what's his name? Oh, the,
1: the guy or the, the, the guy that controls Maywha, the magazine. The
0: no. The little, would, the, you? Little, the, would you? Would yes, you? Yeah, would yeah, you? Yeah. Thank God Jay's here, bro. Um, <laughs> the, would you, um, Wuju apparently was a black spirit and he's like, Yeah, I was I was that oh, May yeah. was I was that May was, yeah, black he was spirit. the May was black spirit. Yeah, oh, I, yeah know. I remember that. And oh my they, god, that was crazy
1: uh-huh. They didn't
0: they didn't allow us to ask him how did she get rid of you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my It's god. not fair. She got so what you're saying is she left you in here and then she never had to uh-huh. deal with you again. Like I i was like you got you gotta be kidding me right now never mind the fact that the woman literally set sail for um land of the morning light on our bartali boat like tom hanks on a raft going out into the ocean like it'll be okay like
1: she, she's gonna need the two weeks to reach the expansion like i i like that connection it was it was really it was like when you found out it was like very bittersweet it's like um like he was talking about how um uh, Wuju and Yanwa were like talking a lot. Like uh, after after the Magnus questline, they were just hanging out, and she would visit all the time, and until she had to leave. And then he felt this sort of like longing and sadness with her, and he didn't know why until he was talking about. And then you know that that's when you eventually find out he was um, her black spirit. And yeah, but just all choke me up a
2: bit. Mark Polly had a black spirit too.
0: Right. Yeah. like, so. what, what's going on here, man? And I still don't know why we have a
1: black spirit. Like
0: I feel like the class, Elezra.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we need a Wuju black spirit skin. You know what I mean? You know? Please, that would be so cool.
0: Yes. Like I would. Oh man, I would mm. love a Wuju black spirit skin. That would be so sick. Mm. Even if it was a pearl shop item. Take notes, CMs. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I think class specific quests would be sick even if it was just for like the music stuff I mean you're a musician Tiltus would you use the the in-game music feature if you could oh, use it on your Yes, backwards?
2: all the time all right. the time it would right. be Game of Thrones before every single war we'd be sitting at the fucking <laughs> Carolyn buff and it all the time I would have so many like logs of music like toss a coin to your witcher oh man that would just be on constant repeat when we're out doing stuff so yeah
0: yeah, it be so sick um like i just feel like there would be so much more use out of that that music system which currently is just like oh well only shy's can do it well that, that kind of just destroys the content for anyone that isn't um a shy you know what i mean like, like what if i just don't want to play shy and i love music mm-hmm. right so like that the dancing was another big one uh any class specific quests at all that help us dive into our quests and feel more like this is my class this is my home mm. so i'm um, part of what like And we've got we talked about League before. Part of what makes League of Legends such a great game uh, is that Riot makes you feel like when you pick a main class, they make you feel attached to that class. So like when you see it Mm -hmm. in a trailer or something, you're like,
2: oh, (laughs) uh, that was that's that was my main. That's my main. Best part of Arcane. the best part of Arcane. Anybody that plays any of those champions when Arcane came out, you were like, "Mm, yes. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Evelyn was in every shot. (laughs) <laughs> every single shot of game
2: and I loved every second of it. Look, look, I'm an Echo Main, and that battle on the bridge, cool the whole right. time. Right. So yeah. Um,
0: but like, uh, like that. That being said aside, but all the trailers that they could do, even in tournaments, right? Like it would make our tournaments so much more hype. Even if you're not attached to the players that are playing the classes in the tournament, even if you have mm-hmm. no idea who Flannels is, you're like, I'm a Ranger, <gasps> there's a Ranger, oh, he's killed him, you know, he's 1v3, let's go. You know, like you feel <laughs> attached and it's not that you feel attached mm-hmm. to Flannels per se, or or to Armin or whoever it is. Um, it's that you feel attached to the class, right? And this develops mm-hmm. more of like a, a connection with your class when you add more quest lines like this. It also gives mm-hmm. depth because right now there's almost no depth to your class. It's, you have to reach level 56. Why is that? Because you get awakening in succession. What is that? And then you explain the PvP aspect of it, and, you're, and they're like, "But what? How does that tie into the story?" And you're like, "Honestly, I've done the quest line 17 times. Couldn't tell you, chief. But there is going to be a woman at the end, in, a, in white rose." <laughs>
2: like she's always, she's always there every time always
0: there every single time like so i they could add a lot more depth and i think that that's really cool um back on the the subject of shy for a moment i do want to talk a little bit about the artina soul because i feel like this is a big problem and i saw a, po- a post mm-hmm. on the forum where it's got wild amounts of upvotes um i'm not entirely certain why the developers feel like shy has to be this special class where you can only do certain things on this class, a perfect example is the Artina Soul. You can't register mm-hmm. an Artina Soul to the market. You have to enhance it mm. yourself. You can't buy one. You can't. You can't get one through the Guaranteed Pen system. Um, and most importantly, you can't tag it. So you would go through all of this yeah. effort forced force to enhance it. Picture a new player that fails an Artina Soul like seventy-five times. Like there's actually no way that that player makes it. they got it. dancing. But
2: he, <laughs> I'm a, I'm ahead. How, out, much, guys. I'm how much?
3: How much are
0: they paying you, Jake? To be honest, how much is the part about enhancing? It, you? I'm not making that much money. Like I. But, like, seriously, though, like, I don't understand. You can't tag the Artina Soul. You're forcing a new—the whole idea of the guaranteed pen system was to keep—maintain their players, right? So, like, initially they came out with Seasonal, and we saw this massive influx of players, more than we had ever seen since the game had launched. came Because suddenly you could get to Tet Boss Gear level uh, gear like that, right? Mm-hmm. It was, like, really quick. And then after that, they realized, oh, crap, we lost all those players. All those players quit because they 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 were forced to do the pen system, and they were like, I don't want to do it. Then they introduced the guaranteed pen system, and that kept players playing long enough that they were able to release them into the game. That was great, but for the Shys, imagine being a new player as a shy. First of all, your your PVE sucks. the the low the late the the low end PVE sucks, right? Like people are like go to Centaurs You will make seven hundred mil an hour. Not on shy, you won't. Um, like hey, you can't make a crazy amount of money at low end spots on a shy because the mobility's just not there. So you're forced to life skill, right? Which is automatically going to be less money. And then on top of this, you're forcing them to enhance a soul that if they have trouble with it, they're just going to quit the game. They can't get their awakening weapon to pen. Then when they want to play a new class, that weapon that they spent so much money on getting a pen, you can't tag it. Mm -hmm. You got to make a new pen anyway. Like it's, it's obnoxious. So Jay, you're the shy player. How do you feel about the Artina soul?
1: You know, it, it definitely put a unique twist to the class, but it has also become a hindrance for players wanting to tag to and from a shy. Um, I, I would like them to also add, um, a black star variant of the Sol because that there's a lot of stats from a pen black star that you just don't get for your shy right there's you you're missing 12 accuracy 10 species and 25 monster ap so that's that's a lot of stats missing f- yep. just for the shy and 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 you know if if you do want to tag then you just you, they're all they're separate and <laughs> it's obnoxious um, mm-hmm.
0: like do you okay so uh, Jay, I want to ask as a shy main, do you like that they make shy like this super unique, what's the word I'm looking for? cringe class? Um Cri- <laughs> like do do you feel like do you feel like that helps to make you feel unique, like it's one of your own or would you rather them like uh, well, widen the scope a little bit like for things like the soul? Right? Like where's so the I, line? I do
1: think hand? um shy uh wh- I don't know if you were there for the I, th- I think it was like 2018 Heidelball or something. And they revealed this um, uh, experimental class. That's what they described it as, an experimental class where it had a very unique play style. It was more of a life skill oriented support class that uh, no one has ever seen before. And so, you know, Shy was a result of them trying something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... uh, I I kind of like that the dev team is is trying to create more of these unique styles. I just wish it was a little bit more um, you know, uh, uh what's the word for like alt friendly, I guess. Um uh you know, I, I, to add on to the Artina Soul uh thing is um freaking I have to get another I have, I have a third Garmouth's heart just so I could have the Garma's heart on my soul as Ooh. well. And <laughs> and so yeah, imagine you're a new player and you just you can't even get your first one. Oh, um, so, God. <laughs>
2: Oh, that that hurt like even worse than it already was. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about the Garmoth heart. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not. either you get a second one or you just keep extracting it from your your other one. You know, the the tagged one. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind
0: like Tiltis now is a third party player that hasn't expressed his opinion. Do you feel like that Shy is too like yes, Jay said. Like Jay said, when they came out with Shy, it was supposed to be this different edgy like they were just trying something different you know like um class that's like couldn't really pvp but it was like a really good life skiller and it had all the cutesy stuff um that maybe most of their player base isn't really going to latch onto. um do you feel like they've gone too far with it or do you feel like it like the, that kind of stuff is okay still
2: uh yeah i mean there's some things where i just question why it's a shy exclusive thing like shys like have the alpaca they have you know like the donkey crocodile <laughs> gear you know like there's there's things that they have that's exclusive that makes sense for them to have that's exclusive um but like there's a lot of things that shy has like the dancing and the the um, uh the music that's like this could be a feature on every class why did we only give it to shy um you know, social interaction like emotes or like things like that are like good for the game because it it helps the game feel alive. I mean, I bring up Final Fantasy 14 again for like the 30th time this podcast, but like there is a dedicated group of players that just dance in one of the main cities. Every time you go there, there are people just dancing there. It's on every... Yeah. But it's like, it helps the game feel alive when you just like are walking through town and all of a sudden there's just like people just dancing off to the side and like people playing music and, you know, like there's social aspects that help the game feel alive, um, that BDO misses. And then they are like, cool. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to do that. And then they give it to shy and I'm like, oh, okay. I want to dance on my Valk. That would be cool. And
0: we, yeah, so we would, I feel like players would, would pay money. It would force us to quest. Like you could get us to do a lot of things. If you would allow our characters to dance. Um, and if you don't dance, you do no friends A line. lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need to make the same <laughs> joke
3: last
2: I had to slide it in there. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Um, All right. Yeah. No. I just. I. I completely agree. I think that shy definitely. Like when it first came out, shy was this class that like. Again, they were trying something different. They wanted it to be like this for fun kind of class um mm-hmm. as my uh li- as some of the listeners alluded to but like now that shy is kind of shy is very much so integrated into the community now this is no longer like just a for fun class people main this class mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. people do this all the time now you can't just like give shy things and then not give it to the rest of us it's like they're our sibling and you just gave the younger sibling a fun batman toy to play with and then didn't get anything for the older sibling like what are we supposed <laughs> to do with ourselves you can't do I that fun it's batman like, here's, toy, man here's your laptop <laughs> You know what I mean? And you just handed it to the younger kid. And then the older sibling's like, oh my God, what do I get? And you're like, college debt. Congratulations. <laughs> Crippling um, depression. <laughs> exactly. Brutal. On that note, the older sibling, let's move on to one of our forest po- uh, forum posts about a class. And nor- we don't talk about, I try not to talk about balance too much on the podcast. I feel like a, there's enough uh, balance talk in the game as it is. But this class has really kind of been buried. Um, as of late. And there's a forum post that comes uh, to us from uh, somebody named Cursed and has gotten a lot of love uh, on the forums and a lot of good feedback asking for, he's got pictures in this, he's got GIFs in this, all of the different various, he went to mobile and experimented with Mystic on mobile uh, and all the various things she gets there. Uh, and he's got all of these suggestions for Awakening Mystic. The first thing I'm going to ask you guys is, do you feel Awakening Mystic is actually in a good spot or is in a reasonable spot? Tilt, just do the shock caller. So, what do you, what do you feel like about Awakening Mystic? If a player comes to you and says, "I'm playing Awakening Mystic," why do you tell? In what way do you phrase that he is griefing the entire guild?
2: Uh, I say you will be uh, much more uh, beneficial to the guild if you uh, roll staff or zerker um so there you go um but awakening mystics in a really bad spot there's there is a core member of epidemic that tried for months to change the way he played to get more gear to do everything he could do on the class to make it work cuz that was his main that's what he played from the beginning and he finally like a month ago was just like i'm done I can't do it anymore. It rolled his weapons off. Um, you know, it's like going through the system of like tagging a bunch of characters to find what f- feels right for him now. Um, because Mystic has like a, a pretty unique play style. It's kind of the disruptor, you know, it's kind of beefy, kind of tanky, you know, it has the vacuum and, you know, um, so it's in a bad spot. It's not good. It's okay. not good right now.
0: All right. We'll circle back. Uh, Jay, what do you, how do you feel? awakening Mystic feels right now.
1: Um, this is quite hard for me to add to the table since I've never played awakening mystic it's um, okay I don't think uh, I, I do think <laughs> I do think her, oh, her male don't. counterpart as uh, uh, striker has had a lot more time in the spotlight nowadays compared to her so um I mean as we all know that meta changes a lot of time, so I, you know i don't I don't think i i disagree i, I don't dis- i don't disagree with making more non popular specs uh shine in the spotlight now and then you know
0: mm. yeah, I mean like I feel like so what do we feel the problem is with the class like as as like so I've played Awakening Mystic pretty extensively It was one. it's probably my favorite tag class in the game was when I was playing Mystic and I felt like I was forced to play Succession even though I really wanted the Water Dragon um, mm-hmm. I did play <laughs> it I played it pretty extensively and I and, and I feel like I have a pretty firm <laughs> grasp about um, what I want to say here what do you guys feel the problem is with it now um, Jay we'll circle back around we'll come up to Tiltus and then back
1: um problem with the class do
0: you feel like it has enough and when you party with an awakening mystic in pve i uh, feel like it I don't enough? even see them
1: i don't even see that <laughs> is that the new class Yeah, i don't, you I I you don't think it, the last time i met an awakening mystic was in history um of, of 2019 that's the last time i met an awakening <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> so mystic yeah some mystics are quite history an arc
1: is- yeah, um, I mean, it was like it was so powerful back in 2018, 2019. I still remember, um, like whenever whenever I went to Histria, there was always a Mystic there because they were like the best Histria grinder. Uh, but now, nowadays, like she's kind of been, been pushed aside and uh, kind of forgotten, really. So, yeah.
0: so PVE, would you want an Awakening Mystic in your party or would you rather have a Suck Mystic?
1: Um, probably yes. whatever does more damage, and I'm assuming Suck does suck. more damage. Sure. Yeah suck
0: so yeah it is a problem in pve so that's that's good tilted so what do you feel is the problem as a shot caller when you see awakening mystics play you said you played with one for a while what do you feel like is the problem
2: uh he he had a really hard time getting in to a lot of things um they're not super likes i have nom flashbacks with awakening mystic because i played dk on mystic release okay you have to understand i despise this class with every single fiber of my being it's in the garbage in my personal opinion it can stay there because i fucking hate that thing now that uh, being said and getting the disclaimer i was trying to getting, coax it out of you because getting I knew, the man. disclaimer out of the way um i i i know he had a really hard time getting in And he had a really hard time staying alive when he did finally get in. Um, I know he is... He wasn't... He's not mechanically super gifted. But he's an experienced player. Um, And one of
3: his...
2: (laughs) No, there are players like that. I mean, we have plenty of players in our guild that, like... They are experienced. They know what to do. And they can do it if given the right tools to do it. And he... Could not figure out how to make Mystic work. He tried for a long time. The PVE was god awful on it. He complained about it daily. Um, so I know he had a hard time getting in. I I've not personally played uh, Mystic, so I don't know what the like what my personal opinion on what the issue with the class would be. Um, but I know back in the day it used to, I played DK, so it used to be super tanky. Um, it was super hard to kill, um, and it was super good at just disrupting everything you did all the time um and i feel like it's it may have lost its identity especially with suck uh suck just does more damage we've talked about that plenty of times so um i have there's a lot of okay go ahead
0: okay yeah so i want to circle back to our earlier discussion here so like yes so every time i hear mystics open their mouths i just shake my head because it's very (laughs) clear it's very clear to me so when mystic came out um, like you said, I was playing Dark Knight too. I was there for the genocide of our people. Oh, God, it's so bad. They were, they were, so they bad. were demolished, bro. All of the Dark Knights disappeared like a fart in the wind. Is it thousands of
2: them, damage them? As as if thousands of
0: people cried out in unison <laughs> then and then all at once were silenced by a dragon? It was rough. And I remember when I first picked up Mystic for the first time, I was like, I feel filthy playing this class. But boy, is it smooth.
2: I I have um, still never made one. I refuse to make a Mystic. I've never made one. Yeah,
0: well, I, I made it, and I love it. Mainly because it's not <laughs> it's not broken. And it took me years of therapy to get to the point where I would say that out loud and not be ashamed of myself. That being said, Awakening Mystic does have a big problem with damage. But I'll be honest with you. There's other classes in the game that also struggle with damage but are in good spots, like Shy, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I don't feel like the problem with Like, the buff that Awakening Mystic needs i i feel like it could use some pve buffs it's actually a really chill grinder believe it or not
1: it's like super chill
0: very very easy to grind low apm no big deal. You just get the shards and then you expend them and then you get the shards and you expend them. Uh, honestly, easier than the Succession counterpart. Uh, it's it's overall AoE is a little lacking um, and then its um, it's damage in PvE is also a little lackluster. So I'd like to see a PvE buff for sure. That set aside, I think what it needs in PvP and I think the direction the developers are actually going with this, now that we've seen the mass teleport skill, I think we're going to see some, some shit come out on Mystic. Awakening Mystic particularly that like they're gonna try to make this into a utility frontline tank class. It already has a PA. It can Mm -hmm. self-PA. You stand there, you look really cool. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, you stand there for like five seconds, like Goku, like ah, And there's like all this water erupting around you and you're in this giant blue orb and you're basically invincible for a short time. It's really cool. It's basically a worse version of the Dracanian skill, but it's really, really cool looking. (laughs) Um, It's a little outdated, but like, do you guys, what kind of skills do you think they could add? Like support skills or like large scale PVP skills. Do you think that they could add to something like awakening mystic with like a water dragon that would really bring, like make it relevant again. Jay, you're really good at brainstorming about this stuff. So I ask you, do you have anything off the top of your head that maybe might be really cool with your allies or like to enemies, big crowd control things, anything like that?
2: Now don't pick up the gun. This time, no, just go okay. for it, Jake. Just
1: l- <laughs> <laughs> let it fly, buddy. Well, I I, I remember there's a lot of um uh, uh, suck mechanics, like like suck it, like vortex mechanics for a mystic, and that maybe could be her unique aspect. Is focusing on the idea um and mechanic about uh, she could have the most amount of sucks, like that can't be avoided. I don't know, and so maybe that would be a way to implement her and improve her is to focus on that mechanic the vortex would do
0: where she stands there and just like gathers like mm. a like a tidal ocean like a like a um yeah like a big a, vortex like a
1: raid I'm wide thinking, suck you know she
0: just starts she starts doing this and you just hear the pirates of the caribbean theme music mm-hmm. are playing <laughs> and you've got boats sailing around in circles firing cannons at each other let's get carried away with it um <laughs> oh. yeah no that's that sounds like a great suggestion what about Tiltis, do you have any ideas that'd be like really cool and make her like relevant again like that
2: yeah um so we talk we talked about this a lot uh water typically has a thematic of like healing and like stuff like that so there's obviously like the the simple healing region something of that nature um but i would like to see more like really niche utility things of like i think valk's uh heal is a great example of like you give your allies uh essay for three seconds You could do things like that. You could really focus on the vortex and the whirlpools. Um, But I would like to see support oriented skills that aren't just healing, uh, whether that's giving certain people, you know, super armor for a couple of seconds or, um, you know even if you wanted to you know like go the same route as the mass teleport everybody gets in the wave and they you know they ride the water dragon into oh, wherever they're going shit. or like the dragon you know. just
0: comes and scoops people yeah, up exactly. and it just scoops people up yeah, down, I mean, like
2: you know there there's all sorts of things like that um you know or reverse it you know the water dragon now all of a sudden will scoop players up and deposit them somewhere else you know like enemy players you know not your allies so you get a mystic on the back line and all of a sudden five people are coming at them you know coming through your ball you know they're they're engaging early whether they want to or not you know okay guys your pa go in there (laughs) (laughs) God? <laughs> <It's> like, <whoop. laughs> now they're you know, they're 30 meters over that way you know a couple of water dragons came by and you have the lone caster stand they're like what happened to everybody where'd everybody go yeah um, you
0: know what how about how about a skill where she dives in and it's just this giant nuke and instead of a vortex it blows people apart from each other doesn't do any uh, a crazy amount of damage but it disrupts yeah, it you separates everybody blows everybody, everybody. Yeah, it blows everybody yeah. apart that would be really cool too.
3: Yeah. Honestly,
0: any sort of like, I would love it to be like a flex lead kind of class where like yeah. you're setting up plays for like the mm-hmm. flanking assassin classes, where you can dive in and either you can take like five people with you because you don't really want to play staff on the on the flank. I mean, you can every play every uh, class in the game is going to do more damage from a flanking position, um, but the classes that are really good at it. Um, yeah, I think that like if you could just take people with you and just dive in and get some sort of big uh, vortex down or blow people apart and isolate people. Um, mm-hmm. You say water does have a th- healing thematic. They could go a different way with it. They could be like, uh, you know, like Anna in um, in uh, Overwatch. Yeah. So
2: when
3: she oh. shoots
0: enemies with her with her gun, yeah, they take down, it does damage, right? Yeah. But she doesn't do a crazy mm-hmm. amount of damage. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. But yep. if she hit an ally with her skills, and I mean like all of her awakening skills, you hit allies with your awakening skills and it heals them.
3: Mm-hmm. The
0: whole time you're just sitting there and honestly, you're trying to hit allies. The whole time, that would be a new dynamic for a class support that we had never seen before where the mystic is just playing inside of its own main ball, desperately trying to keep everybody healed up and itself protected. As it throws out, it's still got all of its disruption. It's still got mm-hmm. that, like that, that healing aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So we have the water dragon. That would be really cool too. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool different things that they could do to this without just adding damage. And I think because mm-hmm. they added that um this mass teleport skill, I'm really excited because I feel like that, that might come. Right? Like we we might actually yeah. get something mm-hmm. like this. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to discuss it a little bit. We don't talk about class balance very much on the on the podcast, and this is I, I wanted to make it less, more of a balanced discussion and more of a like a theory crafting discussion about what yeah, is, exactly is wrong. Yeah, what exactly yeah. is wrong with the thematic and the identity of Mystic, because it used to be this unstoppable force and is now just kind of this limp, limp noodle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so moving on to one of our last topics here uh, comes to us from a, another forum post uh this one from uh feridian who says that the the worker sack that you get from your node workers (laughs) the the new worker system for those of you that don't know when your worker returns depending on what type of node it is um it it deposits a sack in your storage um so if your worker was going to a farm and it comes back. It's gonna lay a farm sack in your storage. If it's going to a gathering node, it's gonna lay a, uh, a gathering sack in your storage, and so on and so forth. But well, if you have like a hundred and you know whatever workers, you can imagine, and they're going around the clock. You can imagine that these stack up very quickly, and you have to right-click every oh, single one of these <laughs> over and over brutal. again to open it up. Like, and so they're asking, you know, can we get can can we please get this like easier to open? Like, can we please make it? Have you guys had this problem yet? I'm curious.
2: Yeah, I've I've opened oh. like six or seven hundred so far. Oh my god, it's not great. It's really bad.
1: <laughs> I have not opened anything. Um, I don't. I didn't even know they existed to be honest. And so maybe I'll go check them Jay's out. Like you
0: guys feed your workers. <laughs> you did. <laughs> There's like an auto feed system, now, so they're good. They're fine. <laughs> they're fine. You're killing me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even notice. He literally has so much storage in all of his cities that he just didn't didn't even care. I didn't uh, and in fairness, sex. <laughs> in, in fairness, I was also the same way. I, I read the post and I was like, "Sacks," and I had to go <laughs> check. I had to go check, and I was like, "Oh, they are delivering sacks. Oh, wow these are t- these are cancer to open. Look at this. Uh, like, <laughs> like yeah, they're really frustrating to open. That needs to be changed. Um, post haste. I don't you know why they thought about um." I don't know if you can hotbar them. I question. remember, sure.
1: um, uh, cool. like whenever they gave out like juices, tip? you could, you, you, or, or like anything you would, um, consume for your character. I remember like the juices, you could bypass like some sort of cooldown if you put them on the hotbar. bar. Hmm. And so maybe
2: that could be. When, okay. I well, I'm, I'm going to try it right now. <laughs> well, it's wrong, not, huh? it's not a yeah. cooldown form. It's just a lot of clicking. Yeah. People in my just, um... you just spam, right. Click. It takes a while. It's not yeah. fast. I mean, try opening 600 it's 600 right clicks
0: oh yeah no you yeah you can hotbar it but you still have to it yeah buttons. you still have to left click it. every single time you want to oh. open it it ha it must be left mouse button so there needs to be a oh, faster you can't just way press the um yeah but you still gotta press the button it's either a mouse button or a keyboard button you still gotta press it 385 times okay. for like yep. three seems- days where the worker works you have to understand mm-hmm. that like every single time a worker comes back it's delivering one of these sacks right not fingers for there's, something else.
2: there so. are some nodes that don't give any and there are some nodes that give things it's a great change though i really like it because i loaded up with like 50 of each traces the other day and i was like sick this is awesome there's fruits you can get fruits now it's yeah, good. really good
1: yeah, no, yeah really, they're really
2: good. Really good change. Just make it an open all. <laughs> yeah. features, oh my god, they should. Gi- okay,
1: they should give us. Uh, so if we put workers on a like a sea node or like a water node, um, we should get some coral crystals. You know, Starting up there, Delf.
0: <laughs> Man, you're <just> looking for <laughs> coral crystal from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he said, hey, no, I don't me. think you should get coral so crystal that, for that. Me. Just buff what? underwater gathering. Just buff, <laughs> the, buff the crud nothing. out of underwater <laughs> gathering. Just make it. Yeah, seriously, just That's make sick. it. Make it drop way better from
2: underwater gathering. I want to go back to underwater. It was fun. That was some good content. That's good stuff. No, no crystal sacks for you or coral crystal sacks for you, sir. (laughs) You must go underwater to get them.
0: Yeah. Coral crystal. So, and again, it's also giving you like the rough uh, gems, like the rubies and the topaz and and all that stuff, which is very important. That was like an overlooked thing that they started adding all of these different... Like you need Resplendent Emerald or something. You need like 50 mm-hmm. Resplendent Emerald. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get those stones? Like those very specific... If it's not exactly mm-hmm. ruby, you are in deep shit. Like the Sapphire, Topaz, um Emerald, basically everything that yep. isn't exactly ruby mm-hmm. that you can get from a node. It's very difficult to get unless you have like the super extensive game knowledge to go get, like, like know where to go mine. And even then, it's still not super great. So I, yeah. I like that they added that to the worker sacks um, to kind of populate that on the market a little bit. Uh, so that's really good. Uh, okay, all right, moving past it into our uh, final topic here. We just have a few minutes to talk about it, and I've wanted to talk about this for weeks, and we never get to it. It's always, like, my extra topic. um Horse racing. When horse racing Ooh. came out, when horse racing came out, it was actually talk of the town. The content actually looked super fun. I know a lot of content creators were having fun with it. People were having fun with it. Um, and nowadays, you don't really ever see people do horse racing. It's just like it's just like back in the day. But like, do you guys did you guys ever try horse racing? Um, a I did. Yeah, like the new the new one. And did, did you have fun with it, Jay? Do you do you like like the content you know, itself?
1: Set the um, rewards okay. aside. Were you I having did, fun? I, I I did dabble in the in the Grand Prix. That's what it's called, the Grand Prix yeah. horse racing, to try uh-huh. it out. And I I do admit having fun with it for like two days before <laughs> I completely forgot about fun. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what I was thinking. I admit to having fun. Do you know what game we're playing? There's no fun allowed here, sir.
1: <laughs> you know what I thing happened? I think Jay e. Kim gave some money to uh, some sort of team to try to create a new mini game and. That's what came out, Um, you know, if I were to think of a rework for this content, if they were going to rework it, um, they need to study Mario Kart, you know, Uh, because that game was really fun. So if they were able to make a racing minigame similar to Mario Kart in video and give it maybe horse training related rewards. i think it would do well i feel I'm like a Mario ass, you know what i mean like i'm
0: coming for that ass. Blue shells baby they, they
1: everywhere. yeah they could have different mounts in it they, are, they could have like the shadow line mounts from Odalita. you know the bear mounts from Odalita. that's a oh, way we'll to use those to the mount the, yeah again. The, yeah <laughs> we, we, that's a way to add those mounts in you know a way like the ferricas from from you know uh Silvia and they would be like different sort of Classes of you know carts, right? They would have different speeds, brakes, etc. etc. So um yeah, that's um, my idea for it.
2: Yeah, so like I've never us- horse raced once in my life, but when I picture horse racing this game, the only thing I can think of is a Mario Kart, but with a BD. <laughs> it would be hysterical. I It'd be such good. a good guild activity me, too to just I like know. load up 10 guildies and be like, yeah. all right, boys. Let <laughs> me add
0: something on top of that. Gamba. what what mm. if you could bet on horse races oh no no. god yes it would be (laughs) illegal in belgium but we would have so much fun with it (laughs) gosh that would be so much fun um like we (laughs) you could like you could have a lot of and honestly you're like oh how players could uh exploit it no you could just add a couple ai horses in there um and let them run the race too um, and then people could bet on which ai or which um um you know person is actually going to win the race you yeah, know what i mean maybe
2: they, maybe you can't bet on the ai horse at all maybe it's it's just always going to run the race and if you don't finish it in so much time it just loses you everybody that bet yeah. lost its money to the to the yeah, ai those, horse those ways around it,
0: right yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely ways around it it would be super cool but yeah i think any yeah the mario kart thematic is a bit of a stretch we're running on windows vista chill out bro um like <laughs> What, so much fun that i think so much fun. the idea that a horse in bdo is gonna run into like this spinning fucking kaleidoscoping color uh box and gonna <laughs> and then it's just gonna shit a fucking banana peel on the fucking dirt ass road behind it and then the course behind it is just gonna <laughs> tank itself like that honestly now that i'm explaining it that would be pretty funny hey, this sounds so that entertaining be, <laughs> it's it such absolutely it's so wild <laughs> It would be absolutely wild. But yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I do feel like it needs uh, an update. Um, and I actually hmm. felt like, like Jay said, when it first came out, there was a lot of people that did it, and it was a lot of fun. But then everybody realized immediately that the rewards are just terrible. I hmm. actually feel like that horse racing is an example of content in the game where it actually is fun content, and all they really need to do is buff the rewards to something reasonable and maybe let us gamble on it would be fun, too. Maybe not make a yep. crazy amount of money mm-hmm. gambling, but like like all of that would be fun. Right? Yep. All of that would be fun. Mm-hmm. So like I just like I don't know. Do you guys feel like gambling is too it's too much of a stretch here?
2: Smidge. Remember our whole conversation? Players' goal is to exploit the system as much as humanly
0: possible. <laughs> Alright, fine. Do away with the gambling then. To just give us the <laughs> give us the fucking banana peel. Um and honestly the spiky shell. Um, or something. <laughs> oh, the blue oh, shell. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: the blue, the blue shell, bro. shell, bro.
0: Honestly, make it. A I'm skill trying to diff. wreck
2: that first place person just, just every that time. Gr- <laughs>
0: that skill diff where you start, you just send the green shell through the trees, up the fucking Baleno's path, <laughs> and it just smokes the guy in first place. You're like, eat it, eat it, Kevin. Um, like, <laughs> I think that that would just be a tremendous amount of fun. But okay, yeah. let's go into closing comments here um Tiltis, you want to wrap up with anything everything we talked about tonight
2: um yeah, yeah um i'm super excited about land of the morning light i'm super excited with our gms and cms that we currently have as well uh i think both the dev team and the gms and CMs back, are, that. are knocking it out of the park right now um and i want to continue to see more stuff like that so um uh and then uh as far as you know a lot of the other stuff we talked about um uh, continue just you know dabbling with skills for various classes, you know, make the, give them a little bit of niche stuff like you gave uh, mass teleport. That's so nice. Um, you know, now now move it off of which wizard because they have enough. Uh give it to, you know, some other people. We want fun stuff too. Um, but yeah, all in all, it feels great right now. Um, I'm very happy with the video and I'm really excited about the expansion coming out, so. Right on. Go ahead and give your um uh plug your uh yeah, I'm Tiltus TV, part time shot caller or part time streamer, full time shot caller. I shot call for the Guild uh, Epidemic, uh, the and the Alliance Solace. Um, we just moved to T2s. Uh, we're hard recruiting, so if you're looking for a home, if we have no wrecks All you got to do is play the game. So if you're wanting to come hang out, uh, you're more than welcome to come hang out with us. Um, and then I stream uh, now. What is my schedule now? I stream Sunday through Wednesday and then Friday through Saturday. Um, so I play Dark Souls, do PvP, and you know, I'm gonna probably stream all of Land of Morning Light when it comes out as well. So get re- buckle down for that theater mode, boys. We're going in hard for the cutscenes. So <laughs> Amen, brother.
0: Uh okay, Jay.
1: Closing yeah, comments, for line of more nice coming next week so uh super excited it's probably gonna um generate a lot of more content for us to talk about so yeah hi i'm jaykun i do a lot of end game pve content i'm always happy to answer questions about the game uh apparently i am one of the last few awakening wooses out there all the wooses went back to succession but you can find me uh streaming over at twitch.tv slash vt before the t
0: damn he really nails that v before the team and he just slides right <laughs> on make was, sure you okay, get it right okay. bro
1: the, the amount of people uh that have tried to raid me and they put jake in tv so this person Stradic. named jake in tv has, is been,
2: <laughs>
1: has been getting a lot
2: of views lately <laughs> so i'm looking them up right now i'm gonna go tell you that, how many followers that guy's they just, have. I mean, just i
1: mean i tried <laughs> I tried um, getting the name Jacob TV. It's just, it was, it was, I don't know how long it'll take for me to claim that one, but I feel like I've been stuck with VT for a while now. So I feel like I shouldn't change.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting to get rid of the underscore in my name, but it is what it is. Anyway, yeah, all the topics we talked about tonight. uh, We had our featured art tonight by Yakamori, who drew this beautiful looking uh fox there like the magu fox which just looks really and really the cool butterfly. Mm-hmm. and the butterfly there yeah very very cool uh thematic mm-hmm. art there um i am blue squadron and every week all the time we are constantly pumping out content we have uh the big project this summer is to get our youtube content out so we've just been working on how our how to choose our class guide we were uh we release more videos on that basically every day we're releasing a new video uh, basically, on every class in the game is how to pick your class and um, like a little little synopsis on every class. Uh, we shock all siege on Saturday, and this coming Saturday is actually my birthday, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but the birthday, birthday stream, uh, stream, I know I got a shock all siege on my birthday. There's not going to be any fun hat. But after that, on Sunday, I have a big uh, birthday enhancement, big summer blowout stream, uh, which will be a lot of fun. And over hundred billion silver there. That'll be that'll be a good time. Uh, there's also Taiku's beach vacation fashion show in the afternoon on Sunday, which I'm going to be a part of too. Uh, we got Fun Day Monday on Monday, and then next Tuesday in the afternoon, I'm doing a Land the Morning Light IRL cooking stream. Um yeah, so I'm gonna be cooking some of the food that's gonna be we're gonna get in the expansion the next day. I'm gonna be cooking some of that IRL on stream uh for you guys uh that Tuesday afternoon. And then of course that Tuesday evening we roll back around to the podcast again. So it's basically just content, content, content um all week long for me. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, That being said, this is going to be a wrap for the Old Moon Podcast, episode 12. Make sure you guys listen to us. We are on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, The idea of this podcast is that you guys can uh, listen to meaningful video content uh, anywhere you are, not just in front of your computer. So uh, Mm -hmm. until next week,
3: guys, have a great rest of your week. We can't wait for Land of the Morning Light.